Three grown men who care way more than they should. Glenn Clark. Glenn, no way. I'm sorry, Aaron. Did Alicia Fox call you the man beast? AJ Francis. And of course, everyone boos Roman Reigns, even though he puts on the best match of the night. Aaron Oster. Guys, look, there's that one time. You know, <laughs> oh, jeez. Aaron. <sighs> You're the worst. You are the worst. This is jobbing out. So you know when we went back and added the in- intro to the show because we're not singing along with it. <laughs> if we're doing it live yes. and played the intro, we are definitely singing yes. along with it. How can you because not? Because it's the most important song in the history of music. Frankly, that's just the way that it is. Pretty much. How did it not win a Grammy? Shameful, shameful, shameful. Politics, shameful. just sheer politics. Welcome there. in. It is episode sixty-nine of Jobbing nice. Out. I don't nice. know. I don't know. I, I didn't have anything prepared. I apologize. Uh, I am Glenn Clark. He is Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. Uh, no AJ this week because, like a typical football player, me, he, look at me, AJ. He clearly hates America and mm-hmm. disrespects the military, um, like they all do, and so that's why he's spending the next two weeks kneeling. <laughs> he's on a USO tour in Kuwait. <laughs> is where he is because you know maybe your perceptions are not always accurate. Maybe. Just saying that. So uh, AJ's, uh, AJ's not here, uh, and, and we can forgive him this time. This time, he's actually doing something far better than what we're doing. Like, let's make that very clear. Yes. We're the assholes this week. Uh, he is a good man. And legitimate, that's where he is. He's in Kuwait. Yeah. He's on a USO tour, which uh, I commend him a great deal for. It's awesome. He didn't have to do that. Um, it was an opportunity that was presented to him. You know, he's got to take time off from working on music and the things that he's going to do this offseason. Being with his wife. Being with his wife, correct. Being somewhere pleasant. Um, I don't know if you hear Kuwait's not exactly a vacation. It's not Disney World? Yeah, believe it or not. Yeah, where he lives in Orlando. Right. Um, but that's where he is. Uh, he's in Kuwait right now on a USO tour. So, uh, again, I hate giving him any amount of respect whatsoever. So or, let's not. Yeah, but <laughs> he deserves it this time. This is really, really awesome what he's doing. So good on you, pal. Uh, we will see you when you get back and uh, uh, really appreciate what it is that he's doing. That in mind, uh, as you know, Aaron, we have a strict policy on this show. We cannot be bought. We absolutely, 100%, no good here. we cannot be bought unless you offer. Because, again, if you don't— Well, especially, if, we may not be bought off by money, though we probably would, but well, we just no, haven't no, been we offered. Are. Again, no you matter what it is— You can buy us off by food. Well, you can't, but no matter what it is, you have to offer. That's right. Or how are we supposed to know that we can be bought? That's true. You know what I mean? Like it's you can't true. be bought unless someone offers to buy you. That's just the way that it goes. And so uh, this week we needed uh, somebody to fill in for AJ because he's off in Kuwait. And I just happened to get a message from my buddy Simon Habdemarium from uh, Pressbox here in Baltimore, um, who's an MMA guy in particular. But he's a, a WWE fan. He's actually come in and hung out with us before. Um, and he's he just said, hey, uh, you know, with this Ronda stuff, I mean, I'm a, I'm a fighter, I'm an MMA guy. Would you want me to come in this week and 
I was like, yeah, maybe. And he was like, well, I can, I can bring pizza. And I said, Dang. well, look at that. Oh, it's real weird how our schedule just totally opened up this week. As soon as you said that, uh, Simon had to marry him from Press Boxes here. It's good to see you, pal. Thanks for coming in to hang out. Good to see you guys. Thank you very much. Uh, the pizza is amazing. It's really good pizza. You want to plug your brother's joints? Handcrafted by my own two hands. I just happened to do it at my brother's joint. You mean any says. man with two hands can make a pizza? No, any man with two hands and the skills that God gave us oh, can okay. do that. All right, fair enough. But... Of course. That's a little bit. Want, that's what we call, by the way, foreshadowing. Yes. Exactly. That's what we call that. If you want to get that sort of caliber pizza in your life, you can find that at Brookside's Pizzeria over in the Newtown area of Owings Mills, where you could also actually pick up copies of Pressbox as one of your. Look at you. Uh, yeah, look, look at, at you. Get double a double plug, plug company in there. man. Look at you. This guy's a pro. I love him. I, I love try. Him. I try. Uh, well, the pizza's amazing. It really is. It's very, very good. Appreciate you coming in. I would have let you come in without the pizza, but. It just really put it over. And the just top. to just to edit your story real quick, I knew up front that I had to offer something besides just being <laughs> your dorky <laughs> MMA friend. I believe my only texts were like as I was like leaving my buddy's house watching the rumble, it was like, Hey, you want an MMA nerd? Dot 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 I got pizza. Yeah, right? And at first I'm like, hey, Oh, Oh, okay. She should have led with the pizza. That would have been Don't I, bury the lead. Yeah, right? That's, That's true. The journalism one oh one right like, there. If you had said, Do you want pizza? I'll come in and co-host the show. You, it would have been an immediate response. In the future, I'm just going to text you a pizza emoji and a date and then see if it works. Exactly. Pizza microphone. Right. That's it. <laughs> All right. Well, Simon's here. He's going to hang out with us uh, for today's show. We have so much to talk about. And then uh, to boot, um, we had told you this was coming a couple of weeks ago. Uh, unfortunately, we thought we had it lined up for one week. And then there was a change in how things work. But uh, we knew that this was coming. And um, – uh, we're really excited because a friend of ours, someone who uh, we've uh, talked to a number of times, we've had on the show before, but we've dealt with him for years, uh, James Ellsworth is going to be on the program this week, and I'll pull back the curtain. We have already recorded it. It is lengthy. We get into a lot. Um, he's he's coming back. This is his home where we are. Uh, he's a Baltimorean, and uh, his company is ACW, and we had, had a relationship with ACW well before James Ellsworth was ever uh, sniffing around WWE, um, and he's now doing a huge event at Michael's 8th Avenue in Glen Burnie, uh, ACW Ellsworth's Homecoming, coming up on February 16th, uh, AdrenalineWrestling.com. We need to plug that a lot because he was very gracious with his time. Um, it is a lengthy interview. We might go over uh, or a lot of time this week, but it's worth it because James Ellsworth was really, really good. There is a lot of fascinating stuff in there. Anything you want to know about his WWE run, we pretty much covered it. Yeah, it is It is really, really good stuff. And about what he's going to be doing moving forward, which is uh, also interesting. So uh, that's coming up a little bit later on in the program. All right, uh, boys, there was a lot that happened. Before we get into that, first of all, quickly, let's uh, recap picks. Um, um we had a weekend's worth of picks. We did have a weekend's worth of picks. NXT and the Rumble. Yeah, you sucked. You didn't pick. You, you <laughs> were just about? awful. What are you talking about? I sucked. What you, are you talking about? We had, uh, I don't know exactly how many we picked, including the bonus. I think about 12, something like that. Yeah. 11, 12. Well, we, I got a couple of bonus picks, right? No. Well, no, because it was, it was whoever got the most points got the one point. Oh, oh I thought you got like a point for everyone no. you well, got Well, first right. of all, none of us got any of the men's surprises right. None, like out of the 20 picks we had, nobody got anything right. Nobody guessed Hurricane? What's wrong I mean, with you guys? I know, right? I could have sworn I got one right. No, I mean, the the only things that... There were only four surprises in the, the thing. It Andrade, was Cole. Andrade, Cole, Mysterio, and Hurricane. Oh. And, yeah. I don't, and none of us picked any of those. Huh. Anyways, you got four right. Go F yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, 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 
freakishness by which you say that. Yeah, you know, it happens. Uh, AJ got seven right. Yeah. Miggs got six right. Oh, fuck him. I got seven right. Ah, you guys are both dicks. Well, I guess I got to I gotta do this stupid. I got I to gotta job out. Is well, is, is, or, or is, is me and AJ both going? I don't normally. know, yeah. man. I have no By the way, idea. how lucky are you that AJ came up with, with that instead of doing the uh, Tide Pod great challenge? Point. Great point. You almost had to do great that. Great point. <laughs> Um, all right, so we'll do that down in New Orleans. We do have to go over all of the. We will, and I was going to do it this week. I no, I have a list that we did the last time, and I'm pretty sure none of us have paid off a bet. No, since then. but but there's also <laughs> a bunch of new ones, and yeah. next week when AJ is back, we will go through them. You can take a look yes. at that. Oh, no. I mean, I, I had already gone through because I planned on doing right. it this week. I said right. on Twitter I was. I'm, I'm saying it because AJ's not here. We will do that next week. I, I, we have to pay. I have everything paid up by New Orleans. Yes. Everything gets paid yes. up by New Orleans. Fact. Right. And everyone has multiple things to pay oh, up. Oh, my. I think AJ lied and said AJ absolutely lied. Yeah, it was a bad week for AJ. Uh, I, I, Brian Powell didn't tell me where we are botch-wise, but AJ one accused none of us of picking. Like, what the hell was that? So on on <laughs> – there was this goofy moment, right, where after Nakamura wins the Rumble, AJ tweets about how – because AJ went. He was at yes. the Rumble on Sunday night. He tweets about how amazing it was and how we were all idiots for not – how he was the only one that picked Nakamura to win. I'm like – Both of us are just like – Legitimately, <laughs> all of us picked Nakamura to win make, make, except for Steve Miggs. Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? What what was that? He, he probably had fun at the Xfinity Pavilion beforehand. Yeah, something like that. God. Um, so that was funny. And then, yeah, he claimed that he owed nothing. Yeah. As far as bets are concerned. So I think that AJ might be in botched trouble because of some of his actions on this Twitter. past yeah, week on possible. Twitter. Um, so much to talk about. Uh, you guys want to start uh, because Simon's an MMA nerd. Well, there, there, you, there's that reason and the fact that it's I don't the think biggest it's, story. The biggest I, just, story. I completely disagree you're, with you're wrong. No. You're, you're not, objectively wrong. You're just wrong. saying that. You have nothing to base that off of. The fact that every headline coming out that of Royal Rumble was about. it's the biggest story. That means that it was it, it transcended um, interest. Yes, and, and when something transcends mainstream. I, don't, I think if you asked a wrestling fan what the biggest story was, they would very unlikely be to say that Ronda Rousey was the biggest story. Well, I think actually, they would but, begrudgingly but, say that Ronda Rousey was the biggest story And that's And you know what? I'm glad you brought that up because let's let's talk about that because i think that is part of the story is everything coming out of it everything mainstream everything on wwe.com was about ronda rousey coming right, out well, of that because they know they're trying to get they're trying to generate exactly. interest from non-wrestling yes, fans yes yes um a couple of things one um, our buddy Kevin Eck, I might, we might have Kevin come in and hang out with us too for a little bit at some point i have no idea we have so much to do on this show yeah um Kevin wrote something for Pressbox this week, and it addressed something that I do think I agree with. I think it was a mistake for them to have Ronda Rousey at the Royal Rumble. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm so 100%. glad! I'm so glad you said. That. I thought I was going to be. This was going to be a situation where I'm, I'm yeah. defending this. They made the Royal Rumble out to be. You know, we talked about this bigger than storylines, bigger than WWE. This right. was this historic moment for women, and it was the most. You use the line, the most important thing that's basically ever happened to women's wrestling. Essentially. And it wasn't on Sunday okay, night. Again, it wasn't the most important I, thing in the women's division I, on Sunday I, night. I want to be very clear because I, I, I'm not going to trash this. No, I, I'm, I'm not saying – And I think it's a very fine line that we have to walk. Oh, yeah. I'm not trashing I it, I'm, but it's a fact. It was I, not – You're going to keep saying that, and it's not going to be a fact. It's the way that you feel, and it, let's be very careful and hyperbole, okay? I, well, I'm not, saying it's a ba- I'm not saying it was a disaster or a bad thing, but people were not talking about the Women's Royal Rumble coming I, out I, of it. I, they were talking about Ronda. It certain was. people. I was not – I thought the Women's Royal Rumble was amazing. I, I thought I, I'm it not, was I'm not amazing. Dimin- I'm not saying 
the storyline right now, and I, and I assume it's a storyline because you have people like Naya, you have the Bella twins on Twitter talking about how everybody's talking about Ronda Rousey. Why are you not talking about the 31? So, like, everything around it is the fact that whether it's storyline, whether it's real life, how they feel, that this idea that Ronda Rousey was bigger than the Rumble. Okay. And again, the, the immediate response is, that's okay. She's Ronda Rousey. And, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying it's, that it's, She's allowed to be bigger than the Rumble. Now, yes, again. She, but I, she was bigger than the Rumble. I, I think this is all okay. When I can say, I, when I think about it, I do think that it would have been a better idea. And I do think that it would have been really good, particularly the way the next couple of nights went, to have Ronda Rousey come out on Monday or on Tuesday, I also understand they want the Royal Rumble to stand as WrestleMania Junior. People are watching. They want that. They want the big – they don't want that on the USA Network on Monday night. They want that on the WWE Network on Sunday night. And so can you serve both masters? And it's where I'm going to be defensive of them. I don't think you can. I think that ultimately because of Ronda Rousey's star power, no matter when Ronda Rousey showed up, if you wanted her to be on the WWE Network on Sunday night, that was going to be the prevailing storyline for you know, for sports media, for pop culture media come Monday. There's nothing you could do about that. Um, can you serve both masters is the question. I, as much as I'm saying I think it would have been better, I get, I get where they're coming from. Two things happen. One, you end up getting your final shot of the Royal Rumble being this bigger-than-life moment on, on tele, quote-unquote, television. That's an incredible moment, right? Yes. Like, even though it didn't really make a lot of sense, and I think we can all say that, it didn't really what, – what are you trying to say? Well, especially like, if the rumors on where they're well, going there's a lot Ronda of rumors out there. There's, yeah. a, there's a boatload of different rumors. Yes, there are some rumors that she and – she and, and, and a partner – The Rocker A partner to be determined yes. will face Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. There are other rumors that, no, this is as simple as you think it is. It's going to be Ronda and, and Charlotte, right. and it's going to be Asuka and Alexa Bliss. Don't overthink this. There's plenty of that right. that exists – all over the place. Nobody has a defined. We know this is definitely what it's going to be. Although if it's if it's if they have any shot of having the Rock around, it would be an idiotic decision yes. for them to do anything yes. other than if, that. If that's the case, then yes, you one hundred percent do it. I have no problem. With all that. of that being said, um, I I think I don't. Man, I think what ends up happening is if you made the decision that that was going to be your final shot as Ronda Rousey at the end of the night. Then, then you needed to do the work after that. And I don't know, this is a chicken and the egg conversation, right? Like, did you always know the Women's Royal Rumble was going to be the main event because it was the first Women's Royal Rumble? Or did you just decide that after you knew that you were going to do this thing with Ronda Rousey at the end of the night? If, if you knew that Ronda Rousey was going to be your final shot, the important part that I think they did was, dude, the Women's Royal Rumble was so much better than I ever thought oh, they I were agree. going to make it. Yes. 100%. 100% correct. It was incredible. It was it was very, very – and there were – Excellent. It was – There was none of the awkwardness that we were concerned of, just physically whether or not they would be zero. able to do look, something. There, look, there was there, – There was the Kelly Kelly spot, but that's, you know, I mean, Kelly right. Kelly in the ring. We, we know that. But as far as the Rumble itself, the spot where can women do a Royal Rumble match, right. there, there was some, I think, justified questioning of that. A lot of us are yes. less than thr- thrilled with how Michelle McCool was, was the booked. Leading, yes, agreed with that as that well. That makes – no sense whatsoever. It's one thing if you want to have a legend look good in the Rumble. Why she Michelle should not McCool? have the most, and she should not have the most eliminations. I mean, period. It's bizarre, Michelle McCool. Like I nothing against I like, Michelle McCool. I like McCool. Michelle McCool, and if it comes back to a run, 
cool, but again, her looking good's fine. I have no problem with that. Her be- having the most eliminations is wrong. I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. But but as far as the structure of the rumble, Simon, as far don't as... wait for us to ask for you. You're gonna have to no, just jump in. No, I was in. just saying. I'm really wondering if that's what the Undertaker meant the whole time by that weird <laughs> the bizarre promo. promo last Monday. I mean, everybody's resting in peace. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I oh, that, still don't know. That's the ominous warning. It was. It, right, he was saying yeah. that he's retiring. But soon, the ominous warning soon, was. all of my opponent. Like what? What? Um, <laughs> I don't know how to make it. Yes, AJ brought up, and a lot of people brought up on the internet the fact that wrestling fans deciding that every time a female performer came out, the need to say something about their husband or their boyfriend right. or something like that—that that is low rent. Yep. Uh, and I'll I'll be the one to say it. It's low rent. Now, it's a little bit weird because, like, clearly Brie Bella wants you to do that. Right, Like, yes. Brie Bella wants that. Lana was playing along with the Rusev Day I, stuff. I, it, I, I don't – there is a fine line, right? Yes. Oh, like, absolutely. There's a fine we, line. we talked about this uh, uh, in San Francisco when they, you know, when they clearly crossed the line yeah, by yeah, TS. There's no comparison between yes, that and this. But I'm saying that, you know, it, it's – Yes, they, women should hold their own besides who they're dating. Correct. And I'm just going to say I do kind of wish Vicky Guerrero wrestled just a little bit more. I mean – Vicky Guerrero is wonderful. I actually thought that was the most perfect part. Oh, but yes. Yeah, honest I, absolutely. I thought that was so o- Other than, than the uh, – I love the stare down between Trish and Mickey. Yeah, the I Trish and Mickey that. thing was that great. Was and the Beth Phoenix and Natalia thing was perfect. Oscar and Except Ember. For, Oscar boy, and Ember. How bad was Stephanie? Oh, my God. She barely talked. That's the thing. I don't think she was bad. She just wasn't there. And when she offered something, like, the worst thing that you can do as a broadcaster right there is give away what's about to happen. (laughs) Yes, we all know that, that Natty is about to turn on Beth Phoenix. We're all very aware of that. But you as a broadcaster are not supposed to tell us right that that's what's about to happening. Don't, like, let us enjoy it. Don't just say, well, I wonder how long this is going to last. Come on. Beth Phoenix, I, I mean, I know she just had a kid, but God, we need another run out of her. Well, um, Beth Phoenix is great. I mean, look. Who else held their breath the entire time Lita climbed up the road? Oh, my God. Did, mm, she mm. fell backwards about yeah. 45 I mean, degrees out of that. It, her her moonsault was, never had a lot of height. It was always the, the horizontal moonsault. But she's 10 years older now. So. Yeah, like. And clearly not in the best shape of her life. And I'm not, look, I'm not trying to, Lita looks great. Hey, I'm going to yes, make sure I'm yes. very clear about that. Lita looks great. This is not Glenn. I'm saying she's clearly not in the shape that she was in when she was performing week in and week out. Can I say both of those things? Yes. Without yes. being yes. a misogynist, without being on the Me Too movement. She clearly no. hasn't done the moonsault lately. Speaking of which, did you see that she had that? I did see that. I did not me. notice that until I saw it on the internet. I, I saw it. Yeah. Uh, time's, the time's up. Time's up. Yeah. 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 But I just thought she was wearing Junkos for Junkos. It was, it, it was great. Look, it the, was the Women's great. Rumble was tremendous. And so for me, that is a significant story. Yeah. It's significant because my expectations for the Women's Rumble were, this is going to go quick. I said all along, I was afraid they weren't going to treat it the same way as the Men's Rumble. They were going to give it less time. Maybe they're going to have wrestlers come out every 30 seconds, something like that. They were going to treat it differently. Especially with the, you know, the 12, 13 people who weren't on the roster, that it, it might almost become a joke that way. Right, but correct. they used... Whoever was responsible, I, both Rumbles were absolutely fantastic. Yes, Whoever yes. was responsible for putting those together deserves the biggest of raises because the men's, I thought, was one of the greatest uh, Rumbles ever, and we'll, we'll go into that a little later. And the women's was as good as you could possibly expect it to be. And it was see, great. This is why when you say, well, this is the biggest thing, to me, those things, as someone who cares about wrestling, are far more significant than the fact that Ronda Rousey showed up. And I get it. I'm talking about two different things. That there's wrestling world and then there's the world that they want to live in, the world of pop culture, the world of sports, entertainment, all of those right. things. 
in a wrestling world, to me, the story of the weekend is, my God, this was wonderful. If you're a professional wrestling fan, bitch whatever you want to bitch about with Ronda Rousey. And, and you already heard that on Monday night, by the way. When they mentioned her name, there was already the reaction of, you ain't coming in here and putting over a part-timer that we don't know if she can wrestle or not. And, and, not... and I hope that they, they pay attention to that. They, because because I, think, I think Ronda Rousey as a heel, quite frankly, is the way to go. Maybe, maybe, maybe not initially because you can, you can kind of get away with the fact that, especially if she's teaming with like The Rock, you can right. get away with it. I think that if she is really a now, no one believes that she's a full timer working the house circuit and stuff right. like that. But if she's going to be a semi regular, the way to go. Do is, you think that she's going to wrestle on Raw once this year? Yes. yes. Okay. Well, Raw or SmackDown, whichever one. Right. Makes I, mean, sense. I think that's a big deal. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I think she's. Going, I, she's going to be more than Brock, but she's not going to be a regular. Okay, and I think she can be more than Brock and still just wrestle at pay per views. I think. I think you're going to see something where she wrestles. Let's say for the rest of 2018, she wrestles six or seven pay per views, and she shows up. Before and she shows up at least one TV show before everyone. I think she'll show up. I'm saying, do you think she will have a match? Yes. Yes. All right. I think by year's end, probably if I had to place a wager right now in the SummerSlam buildup, at some point I could see her. I I guess guess the match, because I think you could also build her, especially if you're going heel with her, you build her as the prize fighter. I think think either way you're going with her, you want to build her as that. That, that She's a big Yes, I I think you can do what maybe the – Maybe do it the Raw after WrestleMania. Okay, yeah, the Raw after WrestleMania or something. Yeah, that's some, something fine. The, the after SummerSlam. I'm not about, like, do you think the third Raw after after SummerSlam? No, no, no. I, in, I don't think she's going to wrestle often on SmackDown or Raw, and nor do I think she should. I, I think agree. She, I think she should be cre- but treated I do as think the commodity that, I do think the is. crowd is reacting to that and saying, you're not going to put over a part-timer that is not committed to wrestling and just – it was just, look, smart crowd, obviously, on Monday night. Yep. It's a different crowd than what you're going to get in most towns. But if you think that we're just going to pop because she's on ESPN.com or because they're talking about her on Entertainment Tonight, no, we're not just going to pop for that. She's got to come in and show that she's a wrestler. She's got to come in and show that this is really what she's doing, not just that she knows Roddy Roddy Piper. Like, that it, it doesn't work that was That was cool way. with the jacket. Yeah, of course it was cool. Nobody's yeah. debating that. It was very I, cool. I just watched to throw out there. It was really cool with yeah. the jacket. It kind of was weird that the jacket's like Didn't 30 fit. Times. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, uh, and then okay, that, but, that was my first reaction was, okay, that's weird. Why is she wearing right. such a big jacket? And then you heard, oh, that's actually Rowdy Roddy Piper. That's great. Awesome story. But for her storyline, if she's supposed to be coming in as this stone cold silent killer silent because she probably doesn't have the mic skills yet but if that's supposed to be her persona that prize fighter that champion that female brock lesnar then i'm really wondering why do you have her come out smile a ton and wear an oversized jacket and look like a kid that just got their christmas gifts delivered yeah because it, it was I, very awkward. I, I think it was awkward, but you can also play it off as as the smiling is, you're all here for me, you're all cheering for me, yeah, you're all it, you're it all just, here to see me, I'm waving because no you way are my people. In no way did it come off like I, that. But you can play it off as that. Uh, you'd have to do the well, work no, on that. I, but but in the moment, in the moment, the crowd what the crowd reacted. The crowd reacted to a big moment. Yes. More yes. than they reacted but, to Ronda Rousey. Well, I agree with you that, but you can play it off as if if you are going down the road of she is going to be this, you know, larger than life kind of heel figure. You can play it off that way. As opposed- well, you got to start working on that. You I agree. Better, you got to do the work. I on agree. That in order to the, get the there, the best way, the best way they could possibly book her, and I really hope that this is possible. But I'm not sure because I'm not sure if he's going to want to pull double duty. Paul Heyman, yes. Paul Heyman, yes. Be oh, her one hundred That's. I mean, you'll sell obvious. so many. I'm a Paul Heyman girl T-shirts. Yes, it's nuts. It, that's not even a question. 
Uh, I mean, look, it, it's the obvious thing to do. Again, this question of whether or not she wanted to be a face or a heel—that's a big part of this. And so, do I think that it would make smart be or be smart to do a face run, especially again if you're doing this thing with The Rock or with Triple H yes. and Stephanie McMahon, even if it's not The Rock? Yeah, you, you can do you can do the face and then, face thing at and first, then flip and then after that, or or you know what? And if it's working, you run with it. You just got to keep your mind open. You can't go into it thinking, okay. Ronda Rousey's here. She's going to be a face, and we're going to do this no matter what. But you've got to be I, open but to the I idea. I think you can legitimately book her as a face if she works a program this whole road to WrestleMania against Charlotte, who, as a technician and as somebody on the microphone, will be able to sort of carry the I workload. Hear you. I don't, That's tricky. I don't think I, that they should be flipping Charlotte again. I think they flipped yeah. her too much. Especially if you're going – because the, the money shot there would be – uh, Ronda facing off with Ric Flair, and you're not getting Ric Flair booed. No. I, I, mean, I can't see that either. I, I think the problem that you've had with Charlotte is that you've gone down that road too many times. I, I, it's, it's, it gets to the point, again, and look, I'm not comparing it to the big show because it's not, it's not that, but it's like what they're dealing with with Seth Rollins right now, where there's an argument that you'd be better served having Seth Rollins as a heel at the moment, but you've done too, like you just went down that goddamn road, and I get it. You got screwed by Dean Ambrose getting hurt, and that really effed up because Dean was the obvious one to flip. But you can't turn around and just flip Seth Rollins again, or at some point the value of the turn is nothing. And I think with Charlotte, you're, it's a dangerous territory right now that you can't flip her again because you're going to get to the point where we've already done this what five times in a short span since she has arrived in WWE. And then the value of the flip is 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 nothing at that point. I just I also I don't think the thing with the rock is going to work out uh, as much as I am. But I don't think it has to be it the rock. If it's angle, I don't think it's as good as the rock. But no. but it's it's fine. It makes sense. It ties in all the storylines. I, I think that you, what you, does angle or what does Ronda have against the executives? Like the the I mean, you go back. You just go back to toss to, Triple H. Yeah, she, and then she just shook hands awkwardly with Stephanie. Yeah, but awkwardly, like the awkwardly, awkwardly part was important. But she actually yeah. shook hands with her after Oscar sort of slapped her away. So. I I understand, but the awkwardly part I think works because it was more. That's the one part that you can turn back and Ste- say Stephanie. You could almost. You can almost put the thought bubbles in her head of her being tossed. Right. Or, you know that I think can actually work. Where it's more, I'm Rhonda. I'm a. I'm. I'm smirking. Really, you think you're the women's? You know, you're yeah. the founder of the women's revolution. Yeah. No, no, no. It's all me. <laughs> so I think you can get away with it, even if it's not The Rock. Now, again, it's clearly far better if yes. it's The Rock. But, but to I, say I am as much as I'm an MMA nerd, I am so much more uh, a mark for The Rock. He actually does have a movie coming up. It shoots in May for yeah, Disney. But he had a movie the, the, in Dallas, and he showed up, and he ended up having a match. Yeah, for six minutes. I understand, six but still, <laughs> you don't really need that much more right, than that seconds. from him. Sorry. I mean, like, look, if The Rock is showing up, if if you say that he – you know, you, you work out – because this is all insurance problems, right? That's why you can't get in the ring. If you work out where it's like, okay – we're going to have this tag match. He won't actually get in the ring all that much. Most of the time right. it's going to be – it doesn't matter. You have The Rock and Ronda Rousey as the poster of well, WrestleMania. And, and you can do a lot with that because tri- the Triple H – or Stephanie could tag Triple H in and then Ronda could straight up like refuse to tag The Rock yeah. in and say, yeah. no, I'll go ahead and, and tussle with you, which would actually go a long way. The other issue they have with Ronda is try- they got to make her look like a badass again. Yep. And – Again, like we've been, a, we're a ways away from Ronda Rousey being a badass. That's probably my primary concern, especially considering how she sort of handled the losses and handled right. the media with how the much, losses. How much of the wrestling fan base do you think knows about that, though? Um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that it's nobody, but I. It's not nobody, but some of the wrestling fan fan knows nothing. Like they don't even know why we should think of Ronda Rousey as a badass. The people that know that Ronda Rousey's supposed to be a badass also know that, by the way, she hasn't been a badass right. of late. So. 
you don't really have a lot. There's not a lot of people that only think of Ronda Rousey as a badass. That that's a very small. My wife. <laughs> I mean, like, there's a small group of people that only know about her as a pop culture phenomenon, right? And only know that they heard she was this tough chick, and that's all they really they saw her in the Fast and the Furious movie, whatever. That like that's there's a small sliver of people that know that. The rest of the people either know nothing or know too much. Yeah, and, the problem is also she hasn't talked to any media over the last two years except for Ellen DeGeneres and Ramona Shelburne. Right. Yeah. And in all of those interviews. That was bizarre. Ramona Shelburne breaking WWE well, news. Well, no, I mean, Ramona I, I Shelburne get it. Has, she's covered a lot yes, of No, no, no. I understand I mean, why. I'm just saying yeah. in, in a bubble. It's well, weird sure, to see right. Ramona. Independently of the wrestling coverage, she's also basically been Ronda's PR right. specialist yeah. for the yeah. last two years. No, no. I, I understand it. But I'm just saying in general, Ramona Shelburne doing anything with WWE is it's weird. weird. I hear you. And in all honesty, it I will never understand for the rest of my days uh, around this storyline why you would not cut out that question of, Rhonda, do you want to talk about the losses? And Rhonda going, I'm not ready to talk about that yet. Yeah. After two years, and then after you trying to convince us that you're this unstoppable force that's going to come in to this new territory this, where established future legends like Ric Flair's daughter are tearing it up, and you're supposed to be on that same level? I agree. Um I want to I want to touch on a couple more things. I want to just stick to Sunday night right now, and then in our second segment, we'll get to everything that goes beyond Sunday night. Look, the Ronda thing, we'll see how it plays out in the coming weeks. It, By the way, do you think it was um, – obviously part of it was because she might have had filming obligations and mm-hmm. stuff. Do you think it was a, a big mistake to put her on and then not have her on Monday or Tuesday? No, I don't. Ratings still went up. I don't. Okay. I don't think it was a big mistake. I think it was a mistake. We'll talk more about Monday and Tuesday coming up. I think it was a mistake to not have bigger things on Monday and Tuesday. That right. They... Especially Monday. Tuesday, you can forgive them. I guess. Um, I think that's a mistake. But no. I, again, I think it's why a lot of us think it would have been better off just having Ronda come out on Monday. I mean, I think it's the way it is. Okay. Um, to that point, real quick, though, on top of that and also just the other point of will she wrestle a match, will she wrestle a match on a Monday or Tuesday night, in this calendar year, I think it's utterly important that she does – for the simple fact that they are now in that renegotiating period with USA, right. yeah, right. they need. I mean, that's the, the that's the biggest thing she up, brings. Ratings definitely went up. Like they probably always do after the Rumble on the Monday after. But the fact that they didn't actually advertise Ronda was coming it was just sort of that last holy shit moment at the end of the night. Right. Everyone expected her to. Everybody was at least like guessing that she might, and that actually that had to have led to the ratings bump. Beyond that, she will need to be on camera and at least do something physical between now and, say, SummerSlam, where who knows how far they'll get in the negotiating process. They're going to need all the leverage that they can and decide to sort of say, hey, look at these superstars. The two biggest superstars in UFC history are now on our airwaves right now. 100%. That, that's the biggest thing that Ronda brings, is that, and that's the reason why this was so important to get done right now, is that you can use the next six months, yeah. six to 12 months negotiating with Fox, negotiating with whoever you're negotiating with, and say, oh, yeah, Ronda's going to give a big boost to these ratings, and she's around for two years. Uh, inexcusable, what they continue to do with Nia Jax. Um, it's, it's, it's getting close to point of no return with Nia Jax. The worst the, part was that it was the Bellas. Well, it was everybody. To be fair. I, I was very concerned. When the Bellas start to lift her, I was so but, concerned but it was going to be those two. It's beyond that. It's the same thing. Oh, yeah. She's, yeah. She's, cannot she, is sell, like, she is like most girls. You can't sell me on what well, took everybody to get her. Like, no, it's, it's been whoever. Whoever's in the ring, right. if, it, if it, that was the first time, that's fine. Right, but the, this is coming after she's getting pinned by everybody. It's it's just inexcusable what they've done with Nia Jax. And look, I I get it. You can't have her win all the time. She's got to win sometime. She's got to do something that matters, or else what is the point? If if she wrecks house at the chamber, 
does that help? It doesn't excuse it. No, no, no. But I'm saying, does it do enough to... I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I'm kind of with you in that I might do a hard, like... You can't do a reset with her, but, like... It's, it's awful. It's awful what they've done with Nia Jax. It's embarrassing how they've handled Nia Jax. And I, look, I get it. I, I, in a bubble, is Nia Jax the person who should win the first ever Roy- Women's Royal Rumble? Maybe not, but it was your it, chance it, to... It should have been Asuka and Nia at the end and Asuka over, you know... I, I, like in a very technical way, not a... Yeah, right. Everybody's going to gang up on her and throw her it's over the top It's the same. Row. How does she not see that coming? It's the same thing they've done every goddamn time. Anyway, it's my thought on Nia Jax. I'm 100% with you. That's um, the last time I'll ever say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll see where they go with the, the, the Owens and Zayn stuff next week. We'll talk more about that in the second segment. Um, not surprising that either champion retained. Nothing that happened was surprising. Other than, I mean, I you know, got to point out the fact that, you know, three weeks ago we were bitching. You know, I, I brought up the fact that, okay, you did this reversal of the referee and you're yeah, going to run okay. that same angle right. this time and not have it be reversed. So, Strowman's botched knee on Brock, though. Oh, that, that was great. That and was then the best the revenge part. combo that after. Was so good. That was probably the best part of that match. Oh, that I was, think people that are was, making way too much of that, by oh, the way. It, it, absolutely, yeah, it just, they were. But, it was, but, I mean, it was an awesome visual. Yeah. It was a fantastic visual. And, by the way, that also happens in wrestling. Like, there are guys that do things that... They're not supposed to be doing. Yeah, oh you know yes, I mean? we've like, seen we've seen hardcore Holly, we've yeah. seen oh, yeah, Bradshaw, yeah, no, no we've seen all of that. these guys do that before. But because it was those two guys and it just looked amazing, especially in slow mo, uh, that that as you said, the best part of that otherwise kind of dull match. I mean, as somebody that has seen Brock Lesnar get knocked out against Cain Velasquez and Alistair Overeem, I was sort of like, you know what? I'd like to see Brock and uh, Braun actually get into a fight. I wonder who would win that. Oh, one. I'd I'd love to see that. Um, and then, uh, as far as the men's rumble is concerned, um, oh, awesome, perfectly. awesome all around. That was something where it, even if they had Roman win, while obviously the crowd would have turned on it, it still would have been structurally the best rumble in a long, long I, time. It was booked so perfectly agreed, from beginning to end. It's better because they created such tension. There was such a power. Yes. Like, you couldn't even really get excited about the prospect because of you were, you, there, there you was were, the greatest joys and the greatest dread. It was going. such dread. Oh my god, you were so and panicked. The, the final six, everybody, including Rey Mysterio, like yep. you knew Rey Mysterio wasn't going to win, but you know, six credible guys. Then you had the show with Finn. Finn goes out, which is the perfect decision because then you got the full crowd behind Shinsuke. Just everything. You know, we go back to that 2015 Rumble where he won, and and. It was terrible in a large part because he won, but that whole rumble was a mess. Yeah, that was, it was a complete bad. mess top to bottom. The pacing was off. You had long stretches where nothing happened. This rumble from beginning to end was near perfect, and I can't rave. I can't, oh, it was rave. I can't it was rave enough about it. If you told me it was the best since 92, sure. I mean, I, I don't know, but it was really good, and I, I'll deal with really good, whatever that means. It Three words. Ray Mysterio's Traps. <laughs> well, I want well, shoulders like Ray Mysterio. You might need to do. No, I don't want the neck. I just want the okay, traps. I'm just saying you might need to. Never mind. Let's <laughs> let's not let's not go there. Um, no, it was perfect. The whole thing was. Except Hurricane should have had more time in, of course. <laughs> I, I thought that was perfect, especially with John Cena giving him the what? The, okay. Yeah. No. 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 It was. It, it was, was wonderful. It was excellent. It was excellent. The whole thing was excellent. All right. Uh, let's grab a break. When we come back in, we'll talk about what happened. Outside of the Rumble. Let's go over what happened the next couple of nights. 
Um, and then we'll get to NXT, I think, in segment number three. God, there's so much to do. I was going to say, we're going to hit a lot of stuff in segment three because I at least have to touch on things well, in NXT, things outside. You have to. You want to. You want to. You got to. I got to touch no, on at least one thing overseas. To. Uh, Simon Habdemariam is in with us this week as AJ is in uh, Kuwait uh, being a selfish, spoiled athlete like they all are. Spoiled millionaires. I'm Glenn. He's Aaron. This is Jobbing Out. Coming to the Owings Mills Metro Center soon, Hammer and Nails Grooming Shop for Guys, where they offer hand and foot grooming, barbering, and straight razor shaves, all in a relaxed man cave nirvana. You get your own TV and remote, top-of-the-line noise-canceling headphones, and a complimentary beverage, all while you kick back in a seat that has been custom-crafted with your comfort being the number one priority. Trust me when I say, this is a -a one-of-a-kind experience that will have you feeling like a modern-day king. That's Hammer and Nails Grooming Shop for guys coming soon to the owings mills metro center find out more by going to hammer and nails grooming.com i know there's not much more to say about ronda but i, I want to hear it yeah i mean it's just joan jett and did, did you watch freaks and geeks Oh uh, yeah, I was a freaks and geeks. Per- I, 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 I also just this. love Joan Jett because yes. Joan Jett, Joan Jett's. You know, she does kind of piss me off because she's she should be a Baltimorean, but like when I've seen her more than times than I want to admit, and when she comes out on stage, she's like, "We're Joan Jett and the Blackhearts from New York City," and I'm like, "Boo, <laughs> boo, you're by Baltimore. What the hell?" But I, like, I, I, I do love that they were able to get whether they paid it or whether they just you know did it as a favor to Ronda. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I, I love I don't. the fact that they like getting Vince to pay for license music. Huh? Oh, yeah. I mean, well, I, I don't if, know whether if, they if pay or whether for, they. If you do it for CM Punk, why wouldn't he do it for Ronda Rousey? In fairness, because yeah. CM Punk's the best in the world. <laughs> well, there is something to be said for that, Simon Abdemariam. All right, uh, Simon Abdemariam is here with us this week from uh, Press Box, and uh, he's a fighter too. Uh, and he's hanging out in studio with us with AJ out, uh, Glenn and Aaron with you on jobbing out. Um, let's get into everything else that happened this week as far as the main roster is concerned, and then we'll uh, dive into uh, NXT and 205 Live in segment numero tres. Ah. Um, I don't want to say that Monday and Tuesday were, were bad, because they weren't bad. I think it was, they were both disappointing. I think that when you're coming out of the Rumble, and the Rumble was so good, and that to me is that, Sunday night was such a delightful evening. If you're a professional wrestling fan, it's just high fives all around. This was great. This was amazing. And what you got was basically just a typical Raw and SmackDown on Monday and Tuesday. Granted, night. very good matches on Raw. Like it was oh, a very wrestling. Damn it. I meant to call AJ yesterday and do the, the who had the best match bit because it was Cena. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. It was, it was, I, I was gonna, yeah. Well, I don't even know if it was Cena. No, it was Cena. That Asuka, was Cena. That well, was Asuka Sasha. It was a very good match. I, I was going to say you. I, you could make the case for either, but Reigns. No, had no, the third no. Best. You're the only one making the case for the other one. It was Cena that's match. fine. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be on that. You're doing the bit where you're wrong, but you're trying to be like, well, yeah, but obviously we're just gonna. Like, no, no, no. You're the one. Well, you're the one. I'll man. be on that island. I'm not saying I'm wrong, but I'll be on that island saying Asuka Sasha was a wonderful wrong. match. It, nobody's arguing with that. The Cena match was better. It was, the Cena match was objectively better. I don't know it, if it was objectively better. It was It was very good. They were both very, very, very good matches. Want to keep fighting about it? I can keep fighting about it if no, you want. No, I don't want to. I'm willing to keep the fighting about it. The point is, Roman Reigns was, was not in the best match of the that night. Is true. Yeah, that was the That was the bit. That was the yes. concept there. Um, 
so a, a bunch of stuff. Uh, one, the elimin- do it, handling the elimination chamber the way they're handling it makes all the sense in the world. It was something that we kind of predicted um, that you would do this for the number one contendership and it'd be your way of, of keeping Brock out of a pay-per-view going into WrestleMania. The question becomes, at this point, which trigger are they pulling or are they still trying to figure out a way to pull both? It seems as though they are pinned into it's got to be either... Brock Lesnar versus Braun Strowman or Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. I'm still on the Brock Roman. Now, that's what we always thought it was going to be. And at the end of the day, it would seem as though, given the fact that it looks like it's definitely going to be AJ Shinsuke on the other side, that that's the bigger money match is Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. Why not make it a triple threat that's, player? That's the, one, that's the one thing that still exists. Is that... There will be people that argue against that. There will be people that say it's always better at WrestleMania for it just be one v one, especially after so many multi man matches for Brock. It would be nice to finally get a singles match out of him. Yeah, but so. that, that gives him the opportunity to take like a ten minute oh. nap in the middle of it. Right, so. and and Brock is one of those guys who really thrives in a multi man match. There's absolutely no doubt about it. Um, I would thrive if I got to nap more often. I tell you, that <laughs> I would much. think so. Yeah, God, I mean, I'd be way probably. better. Going back to what was it, 2015 with. Uh, Brock, Cena, Cena and, and Rollins. Rollins. Yes. Since then, I was just like, all right, just give me all Brock and triple threat matches. He actually care unless he has to either be suplexing John Cena every thirty seconds or in a multi man match, and I will watch Brock Lesnar wrestle. All those things sound good to me. Yeah, I'll sign up for all of them. I mean, look at him I, versus Dean. Now again, and then go back to the rest of that. The, the question becomes: What is your what is your poster for WrestleMania? And you would think that this is going to be the match that's going to create the poster that they're well, going to Well, unless to use. the Ronda match does. Well, and that could be very well be the case. That's true. That could very well be the case. Uh, and if that is the case, then it, I think it would give more credibility to the idea of a triple threat. If it's not the case, if, if Ronda's just facing Charlotte... Well, by the way, I think Ronda Charlotte can be the poster as well. I think that could absolutely be the poster. It, it, it's, it may, may not be the poster, but that's the match that they're featuring. A co-feature, yeah, I agree with yeah, that. Yeah, that's the match that they're going on, you know, all but the talk shows, and that's, big that's leading it off. It's big difference. Ronda I, I and Charlotte with, will be on the Today it's, it's, Show it's leading at least, to It's at least, it's on the bottom of the poster while the no, Universal title's on the and top. And if nothing else, it's sort of just that lineup of all superstar heads yeah. with probably Brock at the end of it and Ronda Charlotte top four. Yeah, I mean, that's... I, Whatever match Ronda is in I, is at worst I the co-main you, event. But I'm telling you, it's a it's far, it's much different if it's Ronda. Well, and if it's The Rock, the Rock yes, yes, of and course. It is yes, if that, it's that, Ronda is, versus, that is the biggest yes, match correct. since Rock Cena, and possibly bigger than Rock Cena. Um, so I think those two things. I am not opposed to it being a triple threat. I do think the question becomes: Are you still planning on this being your Roman Reigns moment? which I think we all believed as of the fall, that's the plan, was that this was going to build to the Roman Reigns moment. And if that's the case, then you don't want it to be a triple threat. You want it to be Roman Reigns mm-hmm. overcoming Brock Lesnar. Getting it back from 2015. Correct. That's what you want. You don't want it to be any scenario where he was aided by the fact that Braun Strowman beat the crap out of Brock Lesnar. If he's Lesner. pinning Braun instead of Brock. Don't want any of those scenarios. If this is supposed to be your Roman Reigns moment, then you need it to be a one-on-one Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns match. I think that's also dependent on when are they going to consider Roman versus The Miz blown off? Because that singles match on Monday night just sort of like reopened everything I pre-Rumble. That it's I based on where they're going. I think it's pretty much blown off. The other thing to keep in mind: then why to, have them wrestle again the Monday well, after the Rumble? Well, because you had to get rid of the contractually uh, obligated okay. rematch. So you get through that. He's going to get into the elimination chamber. So he yeah. has bigger and better things to worry about than the Miz, and that's how they. There is a Miz it. problem that 
I mean, I, are you guys watching Total Divas? No. No. Do you know when Maurice's due date is? Is it around Mania? It's April 8th. Ooh. Oh, yeah. It's That's April problematic. 8th. That's uh, rather uh, close. Yeah. That's a big problem. That, ooh, boy. Yeah. It's a huge problem, which when I, if, obviously, you know, they weren't really going to put The Miz in one of the, the big well, main events. I mean, yeah, not one of the big, I, I mean, have you heard the latest rumor on who he's, who he's facing, who he's defending against? No. The Ricochet. La- I wish. <laughs> the latest rumor is him against Braun. For when? For Mania? For Mania. Well, then that would answer the question about whether or not Braun was going to be involved in the main event. That's that's an option for them, and that's big. That, no that's, I mean, anything that I Braun's that, in right now I is I think big. that anything they do, they have to keep that in mind, though. Now, maybe The Miz and Maurice have sat back and said, we make far too much money doing this for a living. We need to prioritize this. If you're going to miss being here for the baby, you're going to miss being here for the baby. Football players go through this all the time. Mm-hmm. Didn't he but, shoot something about saying, I don't? if my child's being born, I'm leaving Mania. I don't care if I'm a main event or not. I have. I don't. I thought he tweeted something about like. Maybe he did. Maybe yeah. I, I'm talking about. I I know total divas. <laughs> That's my area of expertise. The things that happen on social media. These petty things I do not know about. I know about important wrestling That's programs right. like Ease Total Divas. That's what I know about. And sorry to dip back into Sunday night, even though we closed the door on that. Dolph going after Cena as soon as he gets into the ring Sunday night. I was like. Oh, that was on Total Divas, wasn't it? Well, that was supposed to, girl. it was supposed to be a thing. It oh, was yeah. supposed to be the Total Divas match, right? Matt was supposed to happen. I liked how he had his theme back, by the way, Dolph. No, but it was the same weird theme. Well, it was been... well, no, it was it was the normal theme, but it was first the records because normally it was yes. the record scratch, then silence. This yes. was the record scratch into the theme. Right. Yeah, it's a little bit different. Um, and it's also weird that like he just doesn't care about the fact that there's a belt that he just right. gave up. Like they do have to it's deal like they, with they, that. They brought him back to just get tossed over. And yeah, they got to they got to deal with that at some point. That but whole situation. The fact that the Miz is not in the big title picture is tragic on so many. Well, levels. I, I love the Miz, but there's uh, not room I, for I'm him right somebody now. who hated Miz a couple of years ago because I went away from wrestling for the longest time, and in that time is when the Miz sort of ascended, won the big belt. And then I just sort of heard in the back of my mind, oh, that guy that used to be on MTV is now the WWE champion. I'm not watching that. I come back to wrestling and then over the last two years have slowly re-fallen in oh, love yes. with the, the Miz. Miz is yes. gold. He's amazing. He, there's He's... no room for him right now in a Brock-dominated world. Right. Correct. And that's fine. It's he, totally, he, that's... he shouldn't face Brock. It's not the same style. It's not a match he should be having. When Roman gets the belt, maybe you start talking about him. When some, you know, down the line, if, if Finn gets the belt. But as long as Brock's on top, Brock Miz is not a match that should be happening. It doesn't make sense for Miz's character. Um, it, it just wouldn't necessarily be the best. Yeah, so I'm where, fine with it. Where do they go with Finn now after Monday Finn's night? Finn's the interesting one. Why is Finn not in the elimination chamber? And, and one of my theories is possibly well, maybe there's your intercontinental title match for uh, elimination chamber. Because otherwise, otherwise, you know, Cena going over Finn, perfect. You know, I, I have no issues with right. that. Once you're putting that match together, Cena going over, duh. That was a really interesting. By the way, can I point out to you? I went to the first of all the house show on Saturday night in Baltimore. Holy shit! That was I. I saw Heyman, Heyman tweeted out it was the big. Biggest non-televised event. It, it's insane in I, that building's history. Uh, my buddy Brandon from uh, Ramshead, who's been, sat in with us a few times before, he talked me into going late last week, and we actually paid for tickets. Like, I mean, not nah, they took care of us once we paid for the tickets. They, you know, we we gotcha, paid gotcha. we paid for for tickets. What was available? You, you paid yes. to get in the building. We sat elsewhere. Gotcha. So it wasn't like we, you know, sat in the three hundred level or paid. Man, these are really good get-ins. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was in bonkers. Bonkers! I have been to TV shows in that building that did not have that had thousands fewer people. 
than were there for the house show on Saturday night. Yes, Brock Lesnar was there, but it was so much more than Brock Lesnar. It was the Saturday night at a time where people care about wrestling, Mm -hmm. and it was families everywhere. Especially impressive considering that there was a house show in Richmond the same night. Uh, there was the, there was a SmackDown house show. In this region the being night. basically split in two, and yeah, but still nobody's in, coming. No, from it, if, if you're I said it DC. because I know a bunch of people that went down to Richmond. Um, from where? From where? From here. From here? Yes. Why? Why were, were they in Richmond for something else? No, they were going down. That for the, you, you know weird people. Then that's that, that's uh, not. I do know weird people. That people is, don't do that. Okay. People don't go from Baltimore to Richmond for anything. Yeah. There, there had to be even in DC. They, they if, if you're choosing Baltimore versus Richmond, you're choosing Baltimore for the most part. Um, it was bonkers. Bonkers how big it was. Two things that jumped out at me. One, at a house show, when all the faces are just supposed to win, right? Elias beat Finn. At a house show. At a house WWE show. WWE does stand for walk with Elias. Um, well, first, going, throwing yourself behind Elias is not a problem at all. Elias is money right now. First of all, they gave Elias before the match about 15 minutes to do the Elias show. Hey, there, there's a reason that they, they gave him to me for yeah. the Baltimore Sun, which, by the way, you should check out at BaltimoreSun.com. Eh, maybe. Still pretty pissed that you did that for them and not for us. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they gave him 15 minutes. Everybody was singing along. Dude, he did the It's Elias's Night. He did, like, a long version of mm-hmm. that. How about the entire building was singing along to It's Elias's Night? Um, they all have their phones up like it's Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. Like it was wild seeing that. He's gonna get. He's the guy. There's always the guy who gets a big rub out of the elimination chamber, and that's him this year. There's I, no doubt. I about think it. that's that's totally possible. But it's interesting because a lot of us were thinking about Finn Balor is like maybe he's gonna win the Rumble. I, not me. I wasn't thinking that way. But there were definitely people that thought that Migs picked him. Migs picked him. Finn Brock. You, you know, saw the David Goliath thing that they failed with with uh, Brock and well, Daniel Bryan. Well, if nothing Bryan. else, you would think that, especially after Finn did look so. You know, he was the marathon man right. in the Rumble. For him to not be in the elimination chambers, it's odd. I I agree, but I do think the thing with the Miz would make a lot of sense. Uh, it would also the other thing that I think they could do there, if they're worried at all about the Miz and and Maurice's due date, like don't have him be the champion going into Mania. Have it be someone else so that you could still have a match if for some reason you know he's got a bolt real quick. Right. Um, so that would be the one thought that I would have there. Uh, but it was really interesting. Like I think that they're definitely throwing themselves behind Elias moving forward. I think got I, no problem with that. I think that Elias is going to run the risk of being too good. That 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 they're the inevitable face turn. I did ask him about that if he was worried at all about getting all of those cheers. He said no because I mean he basically gave the WWE line. It doesn't matter if you're you know right. as long as right. you're as long as you're reacting reaction, with me. Correct. Yeah. But I, eventually he has that New Day sort of turn where just eventually there's well, too moment, many cheers to suppress. From moment one, he was selling basically face T-shirts yeah. with like the cities at it or something. It's, it's but going no, to happen. I'm, I've got the, the secondary concern, which is that they do it too quickly. That they too quickly. And, and they have to do it naturally. They have, right. It can't just be, okay, one day you're beating up a heel instead of a face. So, you're a, so you're a face. Um, I agree 100%. Um, so yeah, I mean, I like Finn. Sure, that's that's. I what did you it. think of that match with just the way Cena reacted? It was it was. I can't quite figure out. They were trying to tell a story. I just don't know what that story was right now. I'm not saying it's bad that we don't know what the story was, but they were trying to do something there, and I'm not quite sure what it was. I mean, I, it's not a Cena heel turn. I know no, 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 no. It's not, it's not that. that. No. It's not that. Um, Does he do the whole like he did when he was depressed fighting The Rock? And the Rock basically stole his life and all that sort of angle of like you guys just. Keep dogging on me even though I give you – I don't think it's quite that. I could see a situation where it's 
I lost the Rumble. He presumably is going to lose the Elimination Chamber. Like, what, you know, where maybe am I Maybe should I, I step away from yeah, this it's like, you know, post shows on Fox? Kind, kind of something along those lines. And maybe that's how you get to take her or something like that. I, I don't know what the story was, but there was a story there with you. the facial expressions. And I'm you. not totally sure what it was. Um, yeah, you're probably right about that. But There's I, a lot of tired old man faces, like. Oh God! His yeah, beach ball again. It, it wasn't usually the you know people boo him and he kind of reacts. Like, makes a joke it. It about was, it. Yeah, it was just the like why are why yeah, are you it, reacting right, right, that correct. way? Like, that like he hasn't thing. been paying attention for the last five years. Right. Um, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. There's that. Uh, look, the Sasha Oscar match was great. There's no doubt about that. It was a great match. Um, I, I, I think there's a similar question there with Sasha is she certainly didn't need to have a match with Asuka. Like, that didn't need to happen. It was sort of weird and forced. Is it forced because they want to sort of break her, right? They want her to get to a point where she can become a heel. Why that would make sense, I don't know. Yeah, I don't don't know exactly why you would do that. But but between the fact that she tossed out Bailey and Trish, you know, they positioned her as a heel in the Rumble, which I thought was fine just for the Rumble because you wanted everybody behind Asuka. I thought that made, again, you know, one of those booking decisions I thought made perfect sense there. Um, It was interesting to see it continue on Monday. Yeah, I mean, I I just, I don't know what that leads to. Like, I don't know what turning Sasha heel would get you to that, that you're not already, you know what I mean, like, I, I guess Sasha Bailey, like I, it's one of those matches. Okay, that yeah, they, I, mean, sure, I, I, I but, see your face, and right. it's because Bailey's been diminished so much. It's like, do we really want and, and Sasha Bailey? Again, I'm all for doing more. I'm all for having good quality storylines that are unrelated to the belt in women's wrestling. I want that in my life. So yeah, sure. I think you could tell a good Sasha Bailey story, but yeah, it just also. It's it's tricky. This is part of the problem with having a buzzsaw. This is part of the problem with mm-hmm. having a buzzsaw is that you can only keep everybody away from Oscar for so long, and then if she's just going to beat everybody, then it kind of makes everybody else a little irrelevant, and that is part of the problem, right? Yeah. Like if you can never have this person lose, and again, that's why I thought it made the most sense to not have her win the rumble. It didn't have to go down as a loss. It's not a match. It's a royal rumble. You could have her. You can even do something really silly where she gets hurt, never actually went over the top rope, right? You can do a lot of things with Asuka in the Rumble, but you needed to make her vulnerable in some way. Otherwise, you really do, not attempting to, belittle everything else in your division because it just feels like the rest of the division is secondary to the fact that nobody's capable of beating the, the buzzsaw. It did kind of help having a qualified mouthpiece on the other side of Asuka on Monday night so she didn't have to keep going Nobody is ready for her right. like a yeah. thousand times. I, I thought that, you know, I, I have no problem with her winning. I thought the idea would be, you know, you kind of pull her back from facing everybody. You kind of just have her looming over the division instead of absolutely running through them now that she has this title shot. And that's kind of the way that you stretch this out and a little more. The problem is, again, in a division, this is twofold. When your division is entirely based around the belt and never based around anything else. Right. But you, I mean, you have a very, you know, she's not going to be involved in the title match at Elimination Chamber. For so one pay per view. Right, but that's a month that you can pull her away from the destroying everybody. Uh, I mean, I guess. I think you, you have a real problem with she's better than everybody else. Now, I think, I think you have a real concern where she's going to potentially, at this point, run over everybody on Raw and then jump to SmackDown. And I think that's a problem because I think that that leaves the Raw division a little bit, not in shambles necessarily. No, yeah, I, gonna, I would disagree with that. I do think that it, like you have to start thinking about now who you want to have beat her. And I'm not saying that 
You, you don't do have to that. do it now, but you plan for if it's at SummerSlam. I think you have to beating. start thinking about it now because I don't think you can go a year without having Oscar lose. I get it. It's it's a nice like the streaks and all that sort of crap. I, all well and good. I think it's bad for the entire division if you don't have Oscar lose a match between now and Survivor Series. I think that's a bad. I, I, I think you can. I think you can pull it off. I think you just have to stop having her wrestle every single week. You have to kind of... Which sort of hurts because that's her that, best quality. Exactly, right. and, and that's the problem. You, you have to make her more of a presence just like looming over everybody than actually fight. There or are you ways have to, have to do cheat. it. Or you have to or, have her cheat. Yeah, or you have to have her go heel, do it that way. But you have to... I, I agree with you that they have to figure out... I think you can go a little bit longer than like SummerSlam. I think you go but to you ha- SummerSlam. If it was at I, SummerSlam yeah. against Charlotte or something like that. I think you can go a little bit, you know, if you do the kind of the Ember Moon, like assuming Ember Moon had beat her where it's like, you know, at SummerSlam, that's the first time she shows vulnerability. She has to cheat. And then Rumble or, you know, Survivor Series or Rumble, you finally have her lose to the person she had to cheat to beat. Yeah. Okay, maybe you can pull, pull it off that way. But you have to have that idea. Okay, I just who, is, who is that person? And we need to start positioning that I understand person. the thing. I think there's a lot of danger about what you're doing to the rest of the division in that time. That, that because they are not good at creating relevant storylines and matches that matter. It's one thing with the men's because you're, you have five other matches at every pay-per-view that matter, right? Yep. The women, they don't. They don't have that. They should. not Maybe not five, but they should have other matches that matter, but they don't. And so getting heat back right now in the women's division is really difficult. Bailey's great and has struggled to get heat back. Bailey was irrelevant at the Rumble. Correct. I mean, like, just, oh, right, Bailey. You know, like, you're, you're doing the list of people that haven't come out yet. You're like, oh, right, Bailey. I guess I totally forgot about that. Yeah, Bailey's still a performer She's at, like, 25, 26. Yeah, point. she was in the late yeah. 20s. 29, I think. I think she was. 29, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was the Bellas at 27 and 28, yeah. Bailey yeah, okay. at 29, and Trish at 30. I mean, that's. And, and yet, you almost kind of forgot there, that there Bailey. Was, yeah. There was, she barely got a pop. Right, because that's that's what's happened yes, here. Yes, Bailey is irrelevant. Right, that's what you've done. Now, again, that's that was mishandled from day one with yes, Bailey. We, that's we, not we've, we've gone through unique that. to the Oscar situation that yes. that's happened with Bailey. That was how you handled her from day one, and you took away the best thing about Bailey. Um, but all that being said, the Oscar thing creates this for the rest of the division. Becky Lynch has lost heat, and Becky Lynch isn't even on the same show as her. You know what I mean? Like that. This is there is this thing whereby creating dominant champions, and I get it. You want Charlotte to be dominant because she's Charlotte effing Flair. But what are you doing with everyone else in your division to keep them strong? And when when I bitch about you're just putting them all in one match, you're just putting them all in one. It's just it's not a good look. I mean, I I think that. You know, we saw, we've seen, and we I think we're still seeing a little bit of this problem in NXT, where Oscar lorded over that division, and right now, you know, I, uh, Shane, Ember's so good. That I, Ember is so good, but I do think that there, there was, you know, we're still kind of coming out of this. Well, okay, we right. need to reestablish this division because yes, Oscar ran roughshod yes, over it, and no one's all that credible outside of Ember. There's something to be said for that. Um, everything else that happened this weekend. Speaking of uh, SmackDown, the first time the Riot Squad ever looked like a thing. I mean, well, of course, was... that was after they got you know right. individually thrown out one by one. Finally, they put Correct. it together. Yeah, but they at least looked credible on Tuesday night, which is a step step in the right direction. What is with the weird words on the screen? What is it with the someone? What? Someone found something they liked in the graphics department. Oh, yeah. That was uh, God. You have to wonder: Did somebody fall asleep? Did they? It's, it sounds like there's a seizure. Mid- it sounds well, like it, an internet editor yeah. was hired, and they said, "You know what we do sometimes when we want people? So we do like a, a shadow box, yeah, 
on our website in order to pop out a certain. We should do that more often. Like, oh. well, it's, it's the obsession with that, and, and to a lesser extent, the cell phone camera thing. They've, they've yeah, gotten their recent obsession right. with that. Yeah, that's, yeah. I don't disagree. It's weird. It's it's a weird. I mean, I don't I don't really care. About yeah, I, I, it's, I'm just I don't know why it's... the words on the screen. Thing. I'm like, what what are we doing? Is this yeah. like Schoolhouse Rock? Like, like, I for the mix match challenge, I was like, okay, that was kind of something unique to the mix yeah, match challenge. Yeah. And then thing. they and then they started doing it for everything else. It's like, huh? People yeah. John their TV Cena. Screens. John Cena is using doing videos on his camera, <laughs> and all he's doing is recapping what we've seen for the first. Well, we had a Royal Rumble last night. Like, really, John? Really? Did you have a Royal Rumble last night? So glad you decided to make a cell phone camera video to tell us there was a Royal Rumble last Everybody night. Everybody forgot it happened after it was all overshadowed by Ronda appearing. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, I keep forgetting about that. That's, that's the right. only thing that mattered. That before, if, if we're leaving Monday night, before we leave, well, we're doing Monday and Tuesday. Oh, right yeah, just, just making sure. Monday has anybody checked to make sure Kane's still alive? Because yeah, it pit. sounds awfully irresponsible well, for a <laughs> Pennsylvania medical facility to allow him to, <laughs> to crawl out of this room. It is true. <laughs> I'm pretty sure liability-wise, you have to be wheelchaired weird, out at least. I would, like, I would have liked for that to have been video. paid off at some point. Oh that would have been good. No, I, they need to have a video later on. If it, or next time he shows up, which I'm sure he's just taking time off to do because the primary is coming up yeah. in the spring or whatever. Just have him still crawling. Yeah, no, just like he comes back in a hospital gown. That would be really great. That would be really, really good. He crawls in there in L.A. Like He crawled all the way from Philly? What the yeah, that would be tremendous. That would be pretty wonderful. Anything else Monday or Tuesday that we need to cover? Um, I hope Jason Jordan's not hurt just because I, the, the rumor is that that's one of the reasons they dropped the belts. Is he legit, and that's the reason See, they had the match they, that way. They should have dropped the belts anyway. Well, like, maybe. I mean, I mean, like I, I had the idea of, you know. What, you, lose to an actual tag team? I know, right? Royal, I mean, uh, the, 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 the notion that, that Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan should have still been well, the, the champions Well, but the reason they stupid. did it quite that way is because Jordan hurt and might be fairly Well, no, I, I've heard that Jordan hurt. was hurt. Did you? What did you just drop? I keep dropping my cell phone because I forget that I'm wearing basketball shorts and not I was actually thought it was something important. Ironically, since he's now Kurt Angle's son, it might be a neck injury, a pretty bad neck injury. Well, that's that sucks for anybody, so that's no good. Unless you have angle blood. And you, then you should, that's true. Just, right? That's like, why I'm saying. That's why I'm saying. Interesting that angle yeah. doing this, but um, um, all right, yeah, all right. Well, I, I, one I other thing though, how lucky are we to have Corey Graves in our lives? Oh, but from gonna... Saturday, oh, yeah, the announced team. I was going to say, do we do we need to talk about Coach? That, that was yeah, sure. Uh, was... By the way, again, somebody who is supposed to be on this show, and I couldn't. Be- He's all like, dude, yeah, absolutely, I'm going to do it, and then I reach back and. So I reached out to Jonathan Coachman in December. He said, hey, man, after the first of the year, get back in touch with me. Um, Be away for a couple of weeks, but I totally want to do it. Absolutely down. Please, please, please. I'm like, great, no problem. Reach out to Coach. I'm like, guys, great news. I got Coach. It's lined up. We're going to make it happen. Reach out to Jonathan Coachman. No response. No response. No response. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Been happening a lot recently. I don't know where Austin Aries is. I think we still, I think we might still be able to get Austin Aries, but it did happen with him. We had him lined up. Everything was good, and then all of a sudden, oh, that's weird. He just showed up at TNA, huh? How about that? Interesting. Um, yeah, cool. Glad I mean, yeah, right? Like, I don't think anybody's going to particularly – look, I miss Booker T in my life, but I don't really miss him as a raw I'm, I'm happy analyst. with him on the panels. Yeah, right? Like, I think that's fine. If he did, like, a spinneroonie every week and we could somehow see that yeah, I mean, the broadcast desk, right, that'd be, good with that'd be that. the only way to justify keeping him. But I mean, also keep in mind, he brought Ember Moon into our lives, so we owe him a debt of gratitude. We owe him a debt of gratitude. There was like one breakout moment though on Monday night where I don't know if Corey made a gaffe or what. Coach just sort of like took a jab at him, and he just sort of sighed. Like I just called thirty-eight hours of wrestling in the last twenty. In like the last yeah, yeah, there was I just an sort of awkward. Sat back and realized like 
We are very lucky to have Corey Graves in our lives these days. Like, um, I don't think he should be doing both shows, though. I, I, no, no, what's, no. What is the story not. on Jeremy Borash? What's the story? Well, and I was going to get to that segment three. That was one of the things. Um, I don't think he's going to be on. I, I think maybe he's on NXT, though I, I don't know if Morrow and Borash is going to be a good pairing. That's just too. I mean, I just don't big. think you should have Graves on both shows. I think I, you should. I, I would have no problem. If, but honestly, I think Borash's best roles is not necessarily on the comment. He's, he's, he's a fine commentator, yeah. but it's just his backstage work and everything he does creatively. I mean, he's supposedly one of the brains involved in the broken universe. Right. So it wouldn't surprise me to see him get involved there. Um, I could see him almost being. Uh, not necessarily a, a commentator, but maybe a backstage interviewer, that sort of thing. That's something he did do at Impact. We don't know what his role is going to be yet, but he's just he's a jack of all trades, and he's pretty good at everything. Well, everybody so. that knows anything about TNA swears that he that, that that's a critical loss oh, yeah. for them. Yeah, that's a critical loss losing Jeremy Borash. All right, uh, when we come back in, wait, are, are we? Do we want to just wrap up? There's a couple things I want to oh, talk about. Quickly, go, 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 go. What, what are they doing with Samuel? Is this a? Is this a? We're teasing the dissension so we can do the finger poke of doom in the near future, you know, something like that, or is yeah. this a legitimate? Where this is leading towards mania? I think you hope not, just for the sake of like you just saw Owens do this same breakdown last year with Jericho that if he's going to do it again with Sammy, which he had already done the single before the first time they feuded. You wonder how many times can they continue to recycle the same program between the two of them? Um, it's a fair question. I think there's twofold. One, I have no problem with Kevin Owens wrestling Sami Zayn at WrestleMania. Um, I have no problem with that. It's WrestleMania. They haven't done that there before. It is a blood right. feud of blood feuds, so I would have no problem with that. But, much like last year, Kevin Owens should be doing that in a blood feud for, for the, title. the title. Yes. And I'm not telling you that he should be in the title and AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura shouldn't be for the title. I'm saying if your plan was to get to Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, blow off at WrestleMania, then it should have been in a championship match. That's how you should have the blow off happen at WrestleMania. Also, I'm not sure that I'm ready. And we'll keep coming back to this. It's a terrible idea to go back to just flip Sami Zayn right back to a face right now. It it goes back to irrelevant Sami if you do that. That's, That's what happens. So... My argument all along is if you're going to do it, you're doing it to turn Kevin Owens' face. And I think the problem right now is you're too top-heavy with faces on SmackDown. Now, how does that all shake out after the, the superstar shakeup? I don't know. You know, could you have a face Kevin Owens, um, you know, end up on a different show? Or could AJ or Nakamura end up on a different show? And so that cleans things up a little bit and allows for a top-face Kevin Owens? Perhaps it could go that route. But as of right now, I think they're better served extending it because of the other decisions they've made. That being said, I don't see anything logical for either of them to do at WrestleMania outside of facing each other. So my my gut is they end up facing each other. Kevin Owens goes to 205 Live and challenges for the Cruiserweight <laughs> title. Amazing. That would be it great. It would be amazing. I am not opposed. With and Drake that Maverick. weight uh, cut is a little spooky, but you know what? If I, I, I think they could do it. Uh, the only other thing, I, uh, if they're not planning on doing a double turn with Rude and Rusev, then oh. they should not be having them in the same ring because that's Incredibly stupid. the crowd yeah. is going to be But they should be doing full. a double turn. Yes. Period. They should absolutely 100% yes. be doing a double turn. Speaking of which, guys, I really appreciate you having me in for my first ever Rusev day. Yeah, absolutely. I was, I absolutely. We wanted to honor, honor Rusev. We do have a policy in. around here that we want to have somebody in to wish them a happy Rusev day. So. You need to have one black guy in studio to honor the Rusev day. Is that, is, is that one of the, I, I, really I, I, I haven't read all of the traditions yeah, on right. Rusev day. Really but I'm sure it's in there. It's in the back. God, he's amazing. God, he's the best. And he's even better. You know what's funny? As good as he is, he's better on Total Divas. Better on Total Divas. <laughs> Not even kidding. He did a bit, I think I told you guys, where he's grilling naked. All right, I'm it watching. I'm watching. It was <laughs> 
perfect. Consider your ratings up Absolutely. by one, Total Divas. We come back in. James frickin' Ellsworth joins us. We will talk to him about everything related to his run and then departure from WWE. Simon had the Merriam's in for AJ. I'm Glenn, and he's Aaron. This is Jobbing Out. Right now is your best time to upgrade into a new Chevrolet or Mitsubishi during Jerry's Trade-In Trade-Up event. Jerry's is offering up to 130% Kelly Blue Book value for your trade. Take advantage of Jerry's lowest prices on all the new 2018 Chevy and Mitsubishi models, including Malibus, Equinox, and Colorado trucks. Plus, they come with Jerry's extended service care, featuring four years of free maintenance. Visit Jerry's Chevrolet on Joppa Road or online at jerryschevrolet.com. Back in here for segment number three. It is Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. Uh, Aaron, I think we've told the story before um, that, that years ago we we would always – look, we love all of the indie promotions around here. And whenever they were doing an event, we were always happy to help them out in promoting what they had mm-hmm. coming up. And there was a guy who would talk to us and coordinate guests for us and – I know he got us Kurt Angle at yeah, one point. Yeah, I, re- I remember him texting me and saying, Kurt Angle. I'm like, oh, I'm all in. I yeah, want to know right? more about this company. I'm trying to remember. He got us some other guys, too, and so we both knew him pretty well. And then one week, you messaged me and said, hey, we should get this guy, James Ellsworth, on the show. He was, I think he's a local guy, and he was on Raw. And I said, oh, yeah, if he's local, we should get him. And like an idiot, like a dope, at no point did I put two and two together and realize that James Ellsworth was the same Jim Morris, who we've been talking to from ACW, <laughs> from Adrenaline Championship Wrestling. And so when we had him on the show, I, we, I felt like a complete asshole. And then sure enough, obviously, we know the story from there. Uh, an unbelievable run that James had in uh, WWE. And now he's coming back. I'm, uh, I'm super excited because ACW has continued along. We, of course, had uh, Dwayne Gill on, and, and we were talking about how the, uh, he was running ACW with James Busy. But... Um, James is back, and he will be at Michael's 8th Avenue in Glen Burnie on February 16th for Ellsworth's homecoming with ACW. It is a pleasure to welcome back to the program the great James Ellsworth. Dude, it's so good to talk to you again. Thank you for taking the time for us, man, and uh, welcome home. Yeah, man. I, uh, it's funny because I didn't forget about you guys, but you forgot about me. <laughs> we were together, and, and Hill was the same guy. <laughs> well, if you had gone on as Jim Morris, maybe we would have figured <laughs> yeah, this right. out. You're the one who had to well, change your name. I was my middle name, but I never really uh, made that a light to that before WWE. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, we were so proud. And look, we've talked, um, uh, I think all of it. I think you've talked to Aaron a couple times. I've talked to you a few times during the course of, of this run, and it's been unbelievable and you haven't you haven't forgotten about us when i needed a, a silly quote for a thing i was doing about the orioles and where you like sitting you were always there for us so um we we have been very appreciative of the fact that you've been uh, good to us and and good to this area boy you've loved being a, a public ravens fan and an orioles fan and sort of representing this area on the big scale it's been it's been unbelievable to see how how much you have not forgotten your roots during the course of all of this Oh, man, I mean, Baltimore is where I was born. Like, I was born and raised in Baltimore. You know, I live in Glen Burnie now, about eight miles from the city. So I'm very close to Baltimore still. Um, and I, I love it here. Like, you know, I was very lucky and fortunate not to have to move to Florida like a lot of those guys <laughs> do when they get signed, which, I mean, I honestly, of course, would have. Um, but when they signed me and I didn't have to move, I was ecstatic because I just, I love it around here, man. I love Canyon Yards. I love M&T Bank Stadium. I love the National Aquarium. Like, I, I love Glen Burnie. It's, you know, 
just it's just home, and I'll I'll never forget that. Like I'll never forget where I came from. You love, I know you love Jimmy's Famous Seafood, too. Who doesn't, obviously? I don't know what they put in their food, man, but it seems <laughs> like the whole wrestling world is addicted. It's, it's such a nice restaurant, and the food is just great. I've had so many different things to eat there, and everything's just so good. And the owner, he's really nice. I talk to him a lot, and it's just, it's just a great place for the boys to go when they're in town to eat. No doubt, man. No doubt. So the last time we had you on the show, it was after your, your second WWE appearance, and we were kind of, I remember, we joked back and forth, all right, where are you going to pick this? Who are you going to face? <laughs> all of these, you know, we threw out these crazy ideas. Looking back on that, looking back at that point, which was, I guess, about 18 months ago at this point, and going to now, what would you have told yourself then, and could you have believed the run you would have had? No, like, I mean, in my head, like, I love wrestling, man. Like, it's just what I've always loved since I was a kid. It's always what I, like, when I was a teenager and I started at 17, it's always what I loved to do. And, like, I, re- I always thought if I got an opportunity to do something, I, it would be fun, and I, I think I, you know, like, would do good. I, I, but did I ever think I was going to get an opportunity? Absolutely not. And 18 months ago, if I would have said, or somebody would have told me, man, you're about to do a 16-month run at WWE, you know, especially at first, you're going to be one of the most popular guys there, and you're, you're going to be very, you know, memorable. Like, I would have thought, yeah, right. Like, I don't fit the mold. They're not going to call me. Like, it's, it's, hey, I would have said, no way. Like, it's not going to happen because, I, like, I thought I knew better. Like, I thought, like, man, they, they don't want somebody like me. <laughs> Just my, my way of thinking, I guess, when it came to that. You, okay. So let me let me go back because when again when we talked then there was we already had this feeling that you were connecting like more than anyone you know the talent that they would bring in for those types of things like it it they, you could already sense there was something different but was there a moment for you when you believed oh my god this could actually be something like this really might just not be I ran in and did an appearance or two this could end up being how I make my living for a little while. Well, I, um, when I did the streaming thing, like, yeah, on the ride, when you're an extra talent, you go to the next town for SmackDown. So that was on Raw in Pittsburgh, and the next town was Buffalo uh, for SmackDown. It was a long ride, I guess, eh, four or five hours um, from Pittsburgh to Buffalo. Um, and I'm just on my phone, and, my, you know, my friends and family are all texting, hey, man, somebody wants to all congratulations. But I don't think anything of it. I know what an extra talent is. Like, it doesn't usually make you a superstar whatsoever. Like, you're... On there to get beat up, do your job, and then you move on. Like, you know, nobody becomes a star off of it. And there's guys that brag about being an extra talent and got, get, doing a little squash match on TV, and it's really just you shouldn't. You're just there to put the guy over and, and move on with your life. It's cool to be on there, obviously, and it's fun, but you, you're, you don't become a star off of it like I do. It just never happens. So we're in the car, and I'm just seeing all these memes and all these, like, things on the internet i just at first i'm just like this is funny like other people are making fun of me it's, i just thought it was funny like everybody else and then it just like as weeks went by it just kept going on from there and wwe was calling me about doing possible things so they had to be paying attention to what do if you know they're calling me i didn't when they called me back and i finally did a second appearance in september six weeks later after the stroman thing after i did that second appearance i was like wait a minute they're they're thinking about me. Like I didn't know if they were thinking about signing me. I just I if they're thinking about doing something with me. Maybe a, maybe a match against the Miz. Like I didn't know it was going to turn into like uh, you know a big deal. Like where I would get signed and and all that. 
So how did that all go down, that they called you in and said, hey, we, we want you to be a, a regular uh, person here on SmackDown? Well, like, they would call me every week after the show and saying, hey, we may need you this week. Hey, we may need you this week. And then nothing was happening. Once six weeks went by, like, literally in my head, I was, like, kind of, like, all right, well, I guess they don't want me, which is cool. <laughs> I had a little fun for the last month and a half. and You know, people were talking about me, and it was real cool. And then they called me, they're like, yeah, we definitely need you this weekend. 100%. And I was like, okay. So I went for the weekend and, you know, it was a Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. It was a pay-per-view in Richmond, Raw in Baltimore, and SmackDown in, uh, in Philly. And when I got to the uh, pay-per-view in Richmond, uh, head writer Ryan Ward came up to me and said, hey, James, we're going to use you on TV Tuesday. I was like, okay. So sat around for, you know, Sunday and Monday, just, you know, watching the shows and hanging out with everybody. And then Tuesday came, and we're like, oh, this is what's going down. We're going to bring you in. Um, Daniel Bryan's going to make you AJ's tag partner, and you're going to face Cena and Ambrose, but then the Miz comes out and he beats you up. And then, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll figure out what to do from there. And I'm like, all right. So after the Miz beat me up on the stage there in Philly, I didn't get a call for another month. They were just like, we'll be in touch. And I'm like, okay. And I didn't hear from them for a month. So, again, I'm like, man, what's going on here? Then when they brought me in a month later, I didn't know I was wrestling AJ until that same day. I was going in, you know, flying to California for Baltimore the whole time. I'm thinking, all right, I'm going to wrestle the Miz. That's who beat me up last right. time. So mm-hmm. I'm going to come back and try to fight the Miz. And once they said, you're wrestling AJ, then I kind of thought, all right, they're 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 serious about me. They have me wrestling their champion. Like, this is an angle. But even after that angle happened that night where I pinned AJ for the first time, they were like, yeah, we're going to use you for about three months, do the storyline with AJ and Ambrose. And, you know, and then maybe maybe we'll call you to be in the Royal Rumble or and maybe we'll call you to be in the Andre Battle Royal. He's like, you'll be an every now and then character. And I'm like, cool. But as weeks went on with the AJ and Dean thing, and, like, they came out with a T-shirt, uh, you know, with my face on it. And, <laughs> like, they, they had me, like, cutting promos every week on TV. And they just kept on saying, man, you really know how to talk. You're comfortable. I was like, I was like guys, I'm just having fun. Like, it's, They're like, but you don't know how hard it is for some guys to – come on here that practice this a million times but but i go in the indies i always talk on the mic and like try to get over doing that and for the 15 years i you know 14 years i was on the indies so yeah it was like easy just to talk and feel comfortable and once that t-shirt started selling really well and i, I was they, they saw that i could talk they were like all right well you know we'll go ahead and give you a two-year deal and i'm like cool <laughs> so that's how it came all about <laughs> like i gotta think about that for a minute i don't know like i got stuff i got acw i got stuff going on <laughs> adrenalinewrestling.com by the way it was the website uh, get your tickets right now for ellsworth's homecoming on february 16th at michael's 8th avenue james will be there as well as it's a, it's a great card jerry the king lawler Austin Aries, perhaps you heard of him, the, the greatest man who ever lived. Gilberg, I mean, dude, it's just such a loaded card. Uh, get your tickets again at AdrenalineWrestling.com. James Ellsworth is with with us. James, so tell me about how the back the backstage handled this. You show up, you're an enhancement talent. You didn't come through NXT, you just showed up, and you caught lightning in a bottle. Now you're literally working matches with the greatest professional wrestler on the face of the planet, AJ yeah. Styles. You're you're in the main event. You are the main event. You're getting more screen time than anybody else. Correct for weeks. How did how were you received? How was that handled by the folks backstage because we have heard plenty over the years 
that there are politics to that that would oh, yeah. probably embarrass a lot of people that are involved. Well, here's the thing. Like, the guys that came up through the independents and, you know, are wrestlers by trade, like, understood it, were all nice to me. Actually, everyone was nice to me. I mean, people that were upset about it would do it, like, you know, build behind your back. They, like, <laughs> everybody was professional and cool. And nobody, like, you know, said anything to me. But then, like, you know, as months go by, I've had guys that aren't wrestlers by trade that were football players by trade and just happened to be big and they got mm-hmm. signed because they were big and they, they didn't, you know, make it all the way in the NFL. I had them like, man, I didn't like you at first because, you know, I just thought it was a waste of a roster spot, but you're a real cool guy and, you know, and I, I you know, I'm happy for you, but like, just they didn't, they don't understand wrestling. Like, they, to understand wrestling fully, I think, like, it has to be your trade. Trade meaning, like, me, I started when I was 17. Right. As soon as I graduated high school, went right into a wrestling school. And I, like, meanwhile, these some of those guys were going to college for football or just that. But the guys, like the wrestlers by trade, like AJ, I'm working with him. He understood it. He's been wrestling since 1998. Because like, he knows you put your time in. He knows that yeah. you weren't just some guy that showed up, that you have that yeah. you have been doing this. But there wasn't much negativity at all. Like, everybody was, you know, pretty supportive and everything. No, no, no Nothing really negative. I mean, like I said, the guys that might have been a little upset, like, oh, why? Like, I didn't understand it because, like, it's not their fault. It's just not their trade. Like, that went through, like, in their heads, you have to go through NXT first, which if WWE would have asked me to go to NXT, I 100% would have. Yeah. But, like, you know, they in their heads, I think they think, oh, you got to go to the Performance Center, then you go to NXT, then you go to WWE. That's how wrestling works. And it's not. Like, it, you know, that, that's the way it works, you know, a lot now. That's the way WWE does it a lot now. Like, you got guys like Adam Cole going through NXT and, you know, stuff like that. But, you know, sometimes it, it don't have to happen that way. Like, you know, it, and, you know, it just, it, like, it depends on the individual if they understand wrestling as a whole or not. I was, like you said, I caught lightning in a bottle. It was a very popular thing at the time. I'm selling T-shirts and all. Then, I mean, they wanted to make a quick buck off of it, and, which is, it, it's a good business thing to do. Go, go back you're told you're going to be pinning AJ Styles. You're going to be pinning the WWE champion. What's and, your wait, reaction? Wait, let me say this again. The best professional yes. wrestler on the face yes. of the planet. And he is the best. You're yeah. 100% yeah. correct. There's What's your reaction better. there? Yeah, there's, there's nobody better than him, man. you got your Kenny Omegas and all that are really good wrestlers. But as right. a total package, AJ Styles is the best. He is. Uh, maybe I'm a homer saying that because I love the guy, but... Yeah, yeah, when I got there, man, that the day, the first day I'm pinning him, I had no idea I was wrestling or anything. I, I go in the building, and Adam Pierce comes up to me, and he's like, he's like what if I told you you were pinning the world champion? And I, and I said, yeah, okay. Nice uh, rib. He's like, and he just taps, taps me on the back, and he's like, eh, I wouldn't lie to you, kid. And he just like walks away, and I'm just like, yeah, right, okay. Then AJ came up to me, and he's like, ha-ha, you and I tonight, James. I'm like, what? Like, are you serious? Like, so I got scared, man, because I respect AJ Styles so much. Like, I, I never get scared of anything in my life. Like, I, I'm just, like, fearless. And But I felt scared. I felt like, well, I'm, why am I wrestling AJ Styles? Like, I thought I was going to wrestle with Miz. Like, I'm wrestling AJ Styles. He's awesome. I'm like, what What am I going to do? Like, what? The, like, what? You know, and then he told me the whole story with Ambrose being the referee. And I understood the story. I'm like, okay, what? But I was like, I I didn't know AJ. Like I was so nervous because I had so I have so much respect for him. Like it, like that was the first time in my career where I was more than nervous. I was 
scared. And like, and if I would have known AJ Styles better, I would have never been scared because he's an outstanding human being. Oh, I mean, it's so cool to hear that. By the way, I mean, that like, there's the nerdy fan of me that's like, I'm really glad that the guy that you know, like, there he is, <laughs> right? Yeah, the guy that you love is right. a lovable guy. Right. I'm really yeah. glad to hear that. Right. I'm I'm such a loser that I thought like that. <laughs> no, no. You, you want your heroes to be likable guys because when they're not, it, it takes away from it. You're like, no, you're hey. right. And we've I've had the chance to talk to AJ a couple times. Mm-hmm. He's I mean, there's literally no one that's ever had a story about AJ Styles that's been anything other than this dude is is everything and and he's everything that you want in a professional wrestler. And obviously, oh, you're absolutely. seeing that. So absolutely. so let's come out of that. Obviously, from that program, you know, you end up they they need direction for you, and um, Carmella is that direction, and and you going heel. Um, I guess let me take back, just from a, a personal perspective, was it more fun for you to be the scrappy underdog, the likable character, or was it more fun for you to be a heel and to be the guy that was trying to get people and doing the duh stuff? And I, you, you dove right in on Twitter with it, obviously, and you were clearly enjoying the character at that point. But was it more? which one was more fun for you as a performer? Well, only Indies always liked being a heel more, but like there. I love that goofy little. I like both characters. Like uh, it was both fun, just like the goofy little, you know, Ambrose buddy character. I, I thought should have went a little longer, even after he was done with AJ. Like I thought it'd been real funny if him and I like tried to wrestle Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt, who were the tag champions at the time for the tag title. Actually, would have been really that great. great. Oh my god! Yeah, like, I just, I, I just now I'm really bummed. More out of that, my you know my honest opinion. Like I'm like. I just, like, when Carmella, it was November when I'm in the middle of the uh, Ambrose and AJ storyline. Carmella um, went into Vince's office, like, hey, I have this idea when James is done, you know, his stuff with Ambrose and AJ, maybe I can use him to, like, try to, you know, seduce him or manipulate him to help me win matches. And that that's my idea. And Vince, I, I think he loved that idea so much. They kind of, like, you know, once I, like, turned, like, you know, push the ladder over on Ambrose at TLC. They, he like, I think he liked that idea so much they wanted to hurry up and do it. Okay. He, just, he really loved the idea. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, to me, like, I, I love the Carmelo thing, too. To me, I, I would have liked to have done the Ambrose thing with him, even after AJ, maybe up till Mania. And, like, he, if they would have did it where, like, um, Carmelo was trying to be like, oh, man, you should be hanging out with Ambrose. He's he's not good for you. He's getting you beat up. He's getting you hurt. He's not your buddy. Like, he's come hang with me. I'll, you know, I'll be more nice to you. Like if they would have did it that way, like transitioned that way, I think it would have been awesome. But like, to answer your question, I don't mind being a baby face or a heel. Like I, I like doing both. I have fun doing both. Whatever job I'm given, I want to, you know, the way I am, I want to make it work either way. So was this pretty much out of nowhere that Carmella pitches, or had you had talks before? And how quickly did you sign up for Carmella <laughs> want, wanting you by her side? All right, yeah, Carm, dude, she's a beautiful girl, very just a nice girl too. She came up to me. We were overseas, my first overseas tour, which, like, my first long tour with WWE was the overseas tour. Like, I hadn't done a house show before the overseas tour there in November. So you talk about getting to know the guys right away. You're on buses with them for two weeks. And, you know, like, that <laughs> you get to know him quickly. Um, she came up to me overseas there at one of the events, and she's like, hey, James, um, listen, uh, when we get back to the States, and she's like, this is totally up to you. She's like, I have this idea, you know, with you being with me. After, after you're done with AJ&D, I don't know when that's ending, but whenever that's done, 
have this idea where like I'm you know seducing you and manipulating you to help me win and and like I'm just using you and and like you know you'll come to your senses at some point is my idea but that, that's my idea and I, I want to pitch to Vince if you're okay with it and I'm looking at her I'm like what am I supposed to say <laughs> I'm like, yeah of course but that's, and plus I'm new at the time I'm thinking you know but they they told me that the AJ Dean thing's it. Like, and then they'll bring me in sporadically is what I was told at first. I was like, yeah, go ahead and pitch it. You know, maybe, maybe it'll help me stay here longer. You know, because like, I didn't know, like, like literally the day before she came to me is when they offered me the uh, contract. We were in Glasgow, Scotland. I'll never forget it. So the day before is when I offered the contract. So it was still fresh at this time. So I'm like, all right, well, this is my next story after AJ and Dean. If Vince likes it, then, and then I didn't know if Vince was going to like it either, but Vince loved it when she pitched it. Like, he was so proud of her for pitching a good idea. And Vince was, like, very high on me at the time, too. So, like, it just it was the perfect storm for her. And, I mean, I, I, I think it all worked out for her, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's been okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. Ellsworth's homecoming is February 16th, Michael's 8th Avenue in Glen Burnie. Again, adrenalinewrestling.com to get your tickets. Um, James, being being sort of the butt of the joke, right? Like that 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 people are making fun of your physical features or whatever. For some guys, that would be very difficult. Like even knowing what you do for a living and that none of this is real and that this is you know professional wrestling. Even still, there would be some people who would say, "I my my skin's not quite thick enough to handle that." You are not that way. You were able to do that. Um, how much did it help for you? to have had such a relationship with Dwayne Gill throughout your life and to see how he was able to parlay sort of doing some of the same things into, you know, being the, the professional wrestler that he was and having the life that he's had. Yeah. Gilbert, uh, um, Dwayne Gill, he, I've known him since I was five years old. He, uh, like when he was at WWE, he wasn't, it's not like a lot of people always compare us, but it's weird because it's not the same thing. Like he, he was just, he was making fun of Goldberg was the angle they gave him. And he had a great run off and became light heavyweight champion. Got a lot of, you know, got some TV time. And, um, like my thing, like my thing was all about, like everybody was making fun of me about everything. And it, no, it, it, dude, like, it's just words. Like words have never bothered me. Like I've never, you gotta have thick skin to be in wrestling anyway. You just have to, if you don't have thick skin wrestling, it's not the, you know, business you should be doing because it's, it's very hard, tough, rugged business you don't understand it at times it, it, like it's like having an abusive wife like you love her she's beautiful but she treats you like crap <laughs> but you still don't want to leave her that's what the rest of <laughs> but like yeah Dwayne Gill man like he um yeah we just always be friends and I you know when, when I got signed he was one of the guys I asked so how is this and, and he's just telling me oh man just have a blast have fun always tell them how much fun you're having and how much you're enjoying it just make sure you let them know you're you're having the time of your life that's cool and i and i did and that was good advice and like you always let the, the office people know this and this is all of everyone and i thank you guys for giving it to me and i am very appreciative of them giving me the opportunity to be there for 16 months um what i've liked to been there longer of course um, <laughs> so i think there was more to do with the character of course but it, again, wrestling—it's it's an abusive life. Like I don't—I don't know why they let me go. I still to this day I have my thoughts on why, but like I—I I don't know. But guess what? That's just the way wrestling is. And if JBL is going to make fun of you on commentary, which he was great to me in, in person backstage, I used to help him with his jokes about me on television. Like it's so it was cool. all fun. Like 
And if that's like when people are talking bad about you on commentary and all that, that that's helping you get more over. Like so, I, I, that's the way I took it. Oh man, they're talking bad about me. I'll be great. The fans will feel sorry for me, and and like they'll love me even more. That's the way I looked at at it and took it. There's something that you said. You said Vince was a big fan of you. What was what was it like to interact with Vince? Yeah. Just just what was that relationship like? Oh Vince, man, he he's Vincent, man. Like he's <laughs> the guy in our business. There's no guy higher than him and anytime i had a conversation with him it was very pleasant um i had very few conversations with him always every time i did something on tv he, he, you know he sits there and gorilla behind the curtain there i always made it a point to go up and shake his hand and tell him thank you each and every time i i did something on you know television or each and every time i went through the curtain i made it a point to say thank you to him and he you know he shook your hand looked at you in the eye and it's always very pleasant with him. The longest conversation I had with him was uh, right before WrestleMania. I think it was the SmackDown before Mania. He brought Carmel and I in, and he was just asking us when his ideas of making making this work. And I remember just telling him, well, I haven't helped her beat a girl on the uh, roster yet. Like, up until that point, I was helping her beat, like, local talent girls. Like, she hadn't wrestled a girl uh, on the roster yet. I said, you know, as soon as I help her beat a girl on the roster – you know, we'll get some heat out of this, and I'm confident we can make it work. And I, he just, the look he gave me, he, he, you could just tell he's like, man, this, uh, like, this is this kid smart. Like, so that night, like, she wrestled in a tag, and I, and I, like, pulled Becky's foot, and Becky did a, like a face bump, and Carmella super kicked her and pinned her, and there was a lot of heat. Like, and then when, when we went to the back, like, I went up to choke Benson's hand, and he goes, did you hear that? And I said, yes, sir. And he just smiled. He was always pleasant to be around like he's the guy has been doing this for 30 plus years like he probably doesn't know what it's like to be a normal person at all anymore <laughs> like this is his life like he can't walk into a walmart without you know what i mean like he's just not like you know <laughs> just to be that i'm imagining smart. vince mcmahon in a walmart now by the way like <laughs> right yeah you yeah. can't because yeah, it's, right. it's, it's not even normal in your head you know like He's just not normal. He's a, like I, I can't say he's a great guy or he's a bad guy. He's just he's very business while he's there, and that's why he's so successful. He's a mad genius, and I have nothing but respect for the guy. All right, moving forward um, now. I know obviously ACW is a, a huge part of this. This is your company, right? Like that's the way it is. This is your this is your baby. This is your project. But I know you've also been a very popular name as you're about to uh, to be available. Uh, and you've been picking up a lot of bookings all over the country. Um, at the end of the run in the WWE, you did the stuff with Becky. It it seemed to go well. There's been a lot of talk about, well, why wouldn't you just be like wrestling women all over be, the country? Be the new Andy Kaufman, essentially. How comfortable are you with that? Like you're still a wrestler, you know what I mean? Like I don't I, I don't know if that's too gimmicky, or is that you have to play off that? Do you have to say, hey, look? I got to use this to my advantage because it was clearly something that people were into and that they would want to pay money to come see. Well, yeah, with the Becky thing, she, from day one, she was one of my biggest fans. Like she always like just was so like supportive of me. Like I walked in there when my t-shirt came out the day I wrestled AJ for the title. I, I remember walking in the back and I'm like, just, you know, put my bag down and I'm walking through the hallway and I see her wearing my shirt, which, you know, it is, for everybody 
loves Becky Lynch. She's a beautiful girl. She's talented. And I see her wearing my shirt. I'm like, hey, Beck, I see, Becky, I see you got my shirt on. That's cool. She's like, oh, you're, you're my hero. I'm like, and I just laughed at her. I'm like, yeah, okay. She's like, no, like, you're my hero. Like, you're, you made it here against all odds. Well, that like, doesn't and, suck. God. Right. I feel like that's better than beating AJ Styles. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but so the whole time I'm there, man, like, we would bicker with each other on Twitter once I started being with Carmella and, we always wanted to do something like she, we really wanted to match SummerSlam, which is like what a month and a half after money in the bank. We really, really wanted to wrestle each other at SummerSlam. She went in and pitched it. And up until that point, they just didn't want guys wrestling with the girls. And I just always thought I'm a really small guy. Like, you know, like it, it doesn't, you could probably get away with it with, you know, my size and all. It's not like you don't have like Luke Harper wrestling women. <laughs> it's, just, it's just James Ellsworth, little goofy guy wrestling women. And, and yeah, I, I think they could have did more with that as well. Like, not just the Becky thing. Like, I, I think I, after money in the bank, I could have wrestled every girl in the roster, and, and it would have been entertaining, you know, with, like, doing the Andy Kaufman stuff. And I got to do it, you know, that one day out of nowhere with Becky, which happened to be my last match there. It went well. Vince liked that. And, it, like, I can't wait to do it on the independence. Like, I, I, I'm getting an intergender uh, championship uh, title belt made, and it should be here next week. And awesome. Yes. Yep, and I'm going to act like that's the most prestigious championship in the entire world, and I'm going to, you know, wrestle women. I'm, I got matches set up with Emma and, like, Mia Yim and, um, you know, like, Britt like Brit Baker's Adam Cole's girlfriend. Like, I got, you know, like, matches already set up against girls that I'm wrestling in various promotions across the country, and I think it's, like, it's going to be an entertaining thing for people to pay attention to on the Internet. And then, you know, whenever that runs its course, I'll, I'll stop doing it. And I'm not going to wrestle just women as I'm doing it. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll play that heel character and wrestle the girls, and I'll play my goofy little character and wrestle guys. Like, I'll have fun, but I, I think that's going to be fun for everyone, playing off the WWE stuff and wrestling, you know, women across. And I have a lot of respect for women that wrestle. Like, I got to spend 11 months, you know, with the WWE uh, women's division, which I know is a lot of guys. Yeah. dream come true right. as well. <laughs> what a tough life you're living. What a tough right. life for and you. It was, Jesus. Oh, it, was, it was hard going to work every day. But, um, yeah, and like, I just have a lot of respect for those girls. They work very hard. I'm glad they're getting Royal Rumbles and Elimination Chambers and Money in the Bank matches because they deserve it, man. Like, they, they work just as hard as guys. Like, it, it's, it's tough, man, getting up every day and going to wrestle and put your body on the line four or five days a week, which they do. And, like, and, and girls aren't built like guys, like, and it, it's hard, it might be harder for them to take bumps and get up the next day. It's, it's, uh, I have a lot of respect for women's wrestling, and I can't wait to, you know, take what I did there and go to the independence and do a little more of it. You mentioned the Money in the Bank match a couple times. Obviously, that first Money in the Bank match, that finish, a little bit controversial online, got a lot of blowback. What was the discussion like going into that match backstage about you being the one to uh, pull down the briefcase? Well, you know, it's funny, man. Like, I always, and I used to tell Carmella, like, a month leading up to that, I, I used to tell her, you know what's going to happen? I'm going to grab it and give it to you. Like, I like, I never knew. Nobody ever told me I was going to do that. And she used to go, oh, man, no, this is the first one. Like, they're not going to have you do that. That'd be cool. She's like, I, I think you'll have, you know, she's like, I think you'll help me win. You'll probably, like, you know, push ladder over on somebody and I'll climb up and get it. Maybe something like that. I'm like, ah, I don't know. I just think it's funny if I went up the ladder and I grabbed it and gave it to you. And she's like, yeah, it's the first one. I don't see him doing that. So the day, they, they never tell you the finish until the day of, which is, they shouldn't. 
so it, you know, it doesn't get out. So I remember the day of, like, and they went as far as putting, like, curtains, like, around the ring so you couldn't see in it. And they had all the girls in the ring and me. And John Lauren Ice goes, all right, James, you're going to go up the ladder, and you're going to unhook the briefcase, and you're going to hand it down to Carmella. <laughs> and I remember Carmella just giving me this, like, smile, like, because I predicted that was what was going to happen. And, like, and so after, you know, we're done with the meeting and we rehearsed it and all, I remember going up to her and she's like, don't say nothing. <laughs> I was going to be like, ah, I told you so. And, um, yeah, it was, dude, it was so great because it created such a controversy. And, you know, but to her point of, oh, man, it's the first one. They shouldn't have you do that. No, that's why you, you do that. That's why you, you ruin the first one. You gift wrap it to Carmella. Then it does create controversy. Then you could pop a rating the following week on SmackDown and do another one, and then then she can go up and get it on her own, and, and everything makes sense. But and it's like it was just such a good moment for me. Like it was real heat being in the ring, and the crowd went nuts. When when I look up at the briefcase and go back and watch it, the crowd was ballistic. Mm-hmm. And I always think it's because they wanted me to climb the ladder, grab it, and take off with it. They never wanted me to hand it to Carmella. Like oh, they, they wanted me to like <laughs> run oh away with it. God. You know, could you imagine? So, could you imagine no, the most hated person too, in the history of wrestling? The nuclear heat that would have come with you walking around as Miss Money in the Bank, like the nuclear right, that, heat. I, well, that's what they again. I think it's what the fans wanted. I think there was more heat me dropping it to Carmella and getting <laughs> Like I like I think that was more heat. Like me taking off with it and running with it. Like it's more comical and funny. Like oh okay, well what's he gonna do with it? This is funny. He has the girl's briefcase. Like he pissed the ball off. It's like, like I, I think that would have been people would have like liked that. Like the heat is, I grab it and just give it to her, and that was great heat. It was very well done. It was very well written. Like, and we we nailed it. Like, I mean, she, what a catch she made when I threw it down from the ladder. That's not an easy catch to make, and she, you know, it was, it was a beautiful catch. <laughs> so <laughs> it went well, man. I enjoyed that moment. All right, I know we got to let you go because you got stuff to do. I'm, I want to leave with this, uh, the experience. It's easy to say it, it, the taste that you have of it, if they call you again, I'm assuming you're going to be happy to take that call and say, I'd, I'd love to go back and do something else if at some point down the road uh, they decide they, they've got something for me. Yeah, I um well of course. Like when they when they called me to release me, I had no clue it was coming. I I thought everything was going well. I mean, I thought we were ready for a new chapter cuz like I just did the match with Becky and Carmella tr- kind of like kicked me afterwards and like I thought but Carmella was just like, you know, at that point she was treating me bad anyway. So I just thought that was like part of that story like I thought I like I was going to be back on the leash with her and she was going to be treating me even worse like me to me i thought that was story was going to go where i was going to you know turn back into a baby face and, and turn good and turn on her and cost her either the, the uh, briefcase or maybe the title if, if and when she wins it so I, I just didn't like when it ended i was like man that was kind of out of nowhere but that's how it goes there like sometimes vince gets thing in his head like he might have gotten in his head like all right what can i really do with Ellsworth right now i really don't want to sit on the 205 live because that's not that's not him. I don't really want him with Carmella anymore. Like, okay, I'll just let him go for now. But you know, nah, this is just what I'm thinking. Like, maybe in the future I'll call him back. Because I did nothing wrong. Like everything, uh, every role they gave me, I did well. I was always told I did well. So I do think the door is open to go back someday. And yeah, of course I'd be willing to go back, man. It's the number one wrestling company in the world. Yeah. Um, and you know, we'll see what happens between now and then. If I sign with some other company, or you know, I'm gonna do what best for my you know me and my family and like uh, that's the way you have to look at things in life your family comes first and 
you know, as much as I would like to go back to WWE, if that call didn't happen and there was an opportunity to make money at another company, um, I would, you know, I would have to do what I have to do to uh, feed my family. Well, in the meantime, the cost of booking James Ellsworth went up, <laughs> and that's the good oh, news. Oh, of course, yeah, well, yeah. It's business. It's business. And no. I, I do. I do think like I, and I'm willing to like help any show too. Like you know, I, I, yeah, I, my booking fee went up very significantly. <laughs> because, you know, I did a lot of cool stuff on TV. Like, yep. like Mick Foley told me because I was like, man, I only had 16 months there. Does that? How much does that help me on the Indies? He said it tremendously helps you. He said, it doesn't matter how long you were there. He said, it's a matter of what you did there. Yep. He's like, you you beat AJ Styles three times. You wrestled John Cena. You, you were at WrestleMania. You you made this big moment at the Money in the Bank. He said, people are always going to remember you. He said, they still remember uh, Gilbert. And Gilbert had less appearances than you. In so TV. true. Mm-hmm. So like, true. Oh, they're, you know, they're going to remember you, and they like you. He's like, you're a fun little character. He said, you're probably the hottest free agent out there right now, which he put on his uh, Twitter and Facebook. He, he said that on there, which was very nice of him. He's a great guy. But, man, yeah, I love WWE, man. It was, it was so fun there. Like, you know, I, I, everybody's, a, you know, everybody's their own booker. And, you know, I, of course, I could be like, oh, man, they could have been this or that. or. But, you know, at the end of the day, like, I'm I'm not the one running things. And Vince is a bad genius for some, you know, he, he knows his stuff. And if he thought it was time to get rid of me at that moment, it probably was. I, I, <laughs> I believe in him. And... I think, you know, at some point he'll think it's time to bring me back. I, I, I think, I'm, and you know, I believe in my heart of hearts it'll happen. But, yeah, if, uh, before we go, if I can talk a little bit about ACW. Absolutely, man. Uh, dude, I'm so excited. February 16th. Tell everybody what to expect. This is It's cool, too, that you guys are coming to Glen Burnie and coming to Michael's, which is just an Michael's awesome. Michael's is a great oh venue. Oh, my God. It's such a cool venue. And I've, I've seen basically everything there in my life. But uh, take me through what people can expect at uh, Ellsworth's Homecoming. Well, yeah, it's at Michael's 8th Avenue. I I'm, like I said earlier, I'm a Glen Burnie native. I live here, and uh, I live probably five to ten minutes from uh, Michael's, not far at all. And I'm actually wrestling Jerry the King Lawler that night. Now, you want to talk about an entertaining uh, wrestling contest. That's probably going to be fun, especially the uh, mic work between him and I before. It's probably going to get really, really rough in there just with the microphone. Plus, if you're <laughs> going to be the new Kaufman, who That's else right. to wrestle right. than Jerry Lawler? All right, of course, you know, and I just wanted him to be the first guy I officially wrestled on the Indies' first, you know, uh, appearance that's advertised. And, um, yeah, so it's Jerry Lawler and I, Austin Aries, he, he's there. He's wrestling a uh, kid um, from the New York area named Sean Carr. He's a very, very good independent wrestler, um, and I think this is going to open some eyes up for him because he's very talented, uh, in, like, in the ring, and he's wrestling Aries, who – to me, Austin Aries, like, it doesn't get much better than him inside the ring. Like, he's amazing, and I'm looking forward to that match. Um, of course, my buddy Gilbert will be there. We have Joel Gertner, who doesn't make many appearances. Hmm. ECW original Joel Gertner, who was mm-hmm. on the commentary team for ECW with Joey Styles. Uh, he'll, he'll be there making little appearances. And we will have some big surprises. So if, if you're coming to the show just expecting to see me, Lawler, Austin Aries and Gilbert, there will be some surprises in store. Um, and, yeah, like you said, February 16th, Michael's 8th Avenue, bell times 8 p.m., doors open at 6, you know, so you can meet me or Lawler or uh, Aries between 6 and 8. Then, of course, again, an intermission. But um, the meet and greet will be at 6 to 8. Tickets are on AdrenalineWrestling.com. And, yeah, man, it's going to be a fun show. Uh, I, I just I can't wait to wrestle in my, my hometown. It's been a while, and it's just it's going to be fun for everybody. I think it's going to be 
different than any other local promotion you see here in Maryland. Um, you know, and like, dude, I, I love wrestling in general. I have nothing bad to say about any promotion or anything. I'm, I'm glad the Indies are doing well. The Indies like are doing better than ever right now. The yeah. independent wrestling. And I got a lot of booking because of that. Cause everybody's doing so well. So I'm looking forward to it. Dude, uh, we're thrilled. Again, at Real Ellsworth on Twitter as well is how you follow him. I'm going to come. I'm going to commit to be in there for sure. And you know what? In fact, Aaron, tickets on me. Tickets on me. All right. For uh, ACW and Ellsworth's homecoming. Dude, you've always been good to us. And uh, anything you know that we can do for you, please tell me. Uh, we will be happy to do it. Uh, seriously, so thrilled for you. Can't wait to see what's next, man. And always appreciate you taking the time for us. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, like I said, I'll never forget where I came from. I'll never forget who I uh helped me out before I made it there, and I just said, I'm just a dude, man, like, uh, yeah, I got I got this cool wrestling career that happened to me, and that's going to continue to happen, but I'll never change, man, I'm like, I, I still wear the same kind of crappy clothes, I still drive my car that has 206,000 miles on it now, like, I, I'm a dude from, you know, Baltimore that lives in Glen Burnie that's happy to um, you know, live the dream that I always wanted to live. Awesome. Um, look, I love that guy. Uh, appreciate the time that he took for us this week, and uh, looking forward to seeing. I, I love that he actually has the intergender belt. Yeah, it's really great. That's really, really great. Oh my god, that's a ten. It's an absolute ten. But there's just so much of that where you're like, holy crap, this dude really got to do all those things. It's like, unbelievable. It really happened. It's funny going back and thinking about that. We were joking. It was like. All right, you know, they brought you in twice. You got that huge reaction. Yeah. They're clearly going to sign you. You know, which champ? We were talking around which champion do you want to face? Which woman does he want to, you know, be? be de- we actually asked, all right, do you want to be on Raw with Alexa Bliss? Do you want to be on, or I guess it was uh, Raw with Sasha or SmackDown Alexa Bliss at the time? And we were joking back and forth, and, and he got to do it all. I mean, good for him, man. Good for him. It's amazing. And uh, get out to ACW. I really do want to go. I really would like to go. I'd like for us to go out to. It's my to wife's that. birthday, but I will do my best to get out there. Oh, for F's sake, Aaron. You God. just have to go and get a wife. God. I Jeez. know, right? What a dick. That happens to have birthdays. Yeah, right? Man, how dare she have a birthday? How dare her birthday's to... on Rusev Day? Yeah, what on the Rusev hell? Day. Exactly. The Awful. nerve. You just want to go out and have a nice Rusev Day celebration because <sighs> you know, we got a black guy around because exactly. apparently that's a thing. <laughs> you teed it up perfectly. All right, um, uh, we have not talked about either NXT or 205 Live. Well, we sort of alluded to 205 Live. Let me do 205 Live quickly. Um, awful, awful. But awful. wait, wait, wait. Awful, awful. except for except for except Drake for Maverick. No, no, no. That's the problem. That's, yeah. That's the problem. You're living in your world, and I get your world. It's terrible for them. That is, it was horrendous. Oh, does it matter for the program? Horrendous. Oh, no, it, it doesn't do anything with the race, but it gets Rockstar Spud every I, week on my I, television in the role he should be in. I love Rockstar Spud. I like Rockstar Spud being on TV. You have a huge problem in that you have given no one any reason to watch 205 Live. And, and, and my argument was that there was no reason that you could come up with this week. to. If you it. had, I don't know, Rey Mysterio... Yeah, I, I mean, as a GM, I don't think that does anything. Well, no, but it, again, I that think would it does feel, more than Rockstar Spud at this point. It, well, a thousand percent does more well, than Rockstar Spud. But if you but, have Rey Mysterio, you want him wrestling, and you probably want him wrestling on Raw, right? And that's part of the problem. But the part is, but the idea that I had, and we throw this out, is that you need to have somebody who is a threat to wrestle, not right. necessarily somebody who is wrestling. Well, Rockstar Spud is a threat, threat to wrestle, not that you care about that's him. That's the wrestling. problem. Yes, that's the problem. Even worse, that like it was such a nothing moment that he couldn't even get his own entrance yeah. on Tuesday night. He literally had to walk out to Daniel Bryan's music. Yeah, they, that was weird. They couldn't even pretend like it was a big moment. It was a rock star dud. Oh! 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 
do, do you like apparently his name's like it, it doesn't sound like a Darkwing Duck character. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Actually, it does sound like a Darkwing. That Wing. is like yeah, the most wrestling name. Not, that not bad. You'd probably come up with. Um, look, I get it. They're in a tough spot. They didn't expect to be in this spot, and they didn't and, have a lot you, of time to and try you to. Got someone with a voice on, which is the one that is like you needed to have someone with a strong all, voice. All good. They've got yeah. to figure out. And I look whether it's. Gargano and Ciampa. I do like. I do like their. You know the the tournaments ending tournament's at Mania. Fine. The a, tournament ends. A really long time. It's. it's a a, I don't know how they're going to do that either. But as long as it's on the main card and they make it, you know, they're trying to treat this. As, yeah. if, if, it, if it ends on the pre-show, yeah, I got. Yeah. I got a funny feeling that's exactly where it's going to happen. Yeah, and then okay, then it's bad. <laughs> it's also a long time to go with no champion. Like that's a long time. But for if, if you have a tournament leading up to it, you I, can get away with that. Yeah, but it's a show that is fledgling to begin with that has no champion. Yeah, well, I, I've said the best thing you can do is. is Rebuild over the next few months. Okay, yeah. one night, sixteen man tournament. I mean, I'd be all for that. I don't know how much time that would take, <laughs> and unfortunately, I don't think I have enough time in my life. Guys, it should be moving around 15 quicker. Fifteen matches, <laughs> two minute match. <laughs> I mean, hey, look, matches. when's the last time they got more than two minutes on Raw anyway? So they can take point. Reasonable point. Um, so yeah, that was a dud. That's a bummer. Brian uh, Kendrick wrestling fifteen minutes total <laughs> over yeah. those matches would be an upgrade. Uh, now to NXT, which was joyful, which was beautiful, which was... The best takeover ever? Maybe. I, it's so hard because yeah, they're I mean, all so, they're so damn all good. I, I'll say this. I'll say this right now. Almas Gargano, my favorite WWE you know, umbrella right. match since Zayn Nakamura, and it might be no, better than that. It was wonderful. Not yeah. saying that it means much, especially in this room, but did you see Meltzer's rating? Five. Five. First five-star rating in since when? Uh, For the C- WWE. Uh, Cena Punk? Did Cena Bryan get five? I'm pretty no, sure yeah, Cena, Cena Punk. Punk. Cena Punk. It was great. It was, it, was, it was great. Now, the wrong guy won, but it was great. It, it, it just depends on where you're going from it here. It doesn't really. There's no. There's nothing If you want Gargano doing. and Ciampa on 205 Live in April, you can't put the belt on Gargano here. Uh, yeah. I, I can't tell you how wrong you are about all of that. That's, they, that's all incorrect. Yes, they did, uh, and it worked. Yeah, I mean, like, that's, that's, that's such a dumb statement. I don't even well, know. Okay, hold on, hold on. Unless you're, going to have him, unless you're going to have one of them be on 205 Live as the NXT champion. Sure. Okay, well, if that's, <laughs> that's the case, That's not sure. hard. Okay, if that's the case, then sure. That's just, that's, but I, I'm saying, assuming that they're not all on as, to, as NXT champion. I, I have no problem with saying we're getting Gargano, Ciampa, and Almas Black at TakeOver New Orleans. Except that one of those matches is a blood feud that should be for your championship. Or and it's one a of blood is, feud that doesn't need the championship. No, it's the same thing I keep coming back to with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. The blood feud match deserves to have the right to have that hanging in the balance. It deserves to feel like it's the biggest fucking thing. It deserves to go on last. It deserves all of that. All of it. Johnny Gargano also in particular deserves to be an NXT champion. Johnny Gargano has been the fucking boss on that program for a few years now. He has been doing the goddamn Lord's work. Johnny Mm -hmm. Gargano should be former NXT champion Johnny Gargano when he shows up anywhere. And in fact, that makes 205 Live better because you're not just getting a guy, you're getting the former NXT champion if you're putting him on 205 Live. It is a mistake that you didn't go with Johnny Gargano. It takes not- Look, Andrade Andrade I was going to say Almas is so good. He's I very very good. He's awesome. But there's nothing you can do with Andrade Almas that's going to be better or bigger than what you can do with John- with Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. You can't come up with it. It doesn't exist. It's not there. There's nothing wrong um, with with whatever you're going to do. It's going to be great. It's going to be uh, – there's there's a million things you can do with Andrade Cien almost. A million things. 
But Gargano Ciampa should be for the belt WrestleMania weekend. That 100% should be for the belt. I think especially if you consider how long did Kevin Owens have the NXT belt and was up on the main roster fighting John Cena. Right. If you were to do that, but now a miniature version of that, that only elevates it to a five division. I, I, I have a different uh, opinion on the, the Owens thing. I don't know if he necessarily should have been the NXT champion when he was up there, but that's, that's a different story altogether. Well, okay, but he was. So right, I know. I'm, I'm just saying. And it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and he was amazing. Everything well, he did of course he was amazing. Was yeah, and it did nothing. To, it did nothing but help NXT. It did in, in no way. Well, I mean, but in this case, the problem is NXT is probably bigger than two hundred five. Okay, so NXT helping two hundred five live is yeah, not oh, a problem. That's where we're at. Yeah, that's where we're at. I mean, here's 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 my thought process and and why it makes sense is a it it does make you could argue you can argue both sides to this. A <laughs> we're gonna do this thing again. Yeah, I am. Because Aaron's the only one. That's fine. I'm the only one. But, you, you know, you say, like, yes, the blood feud for the title, that's huge. But then you're making it basically a one-match card. While this, you at least have – you have. What let's are say you blo- talking about? It's a one-match card. This well, wasn't a one-match card. You're say, I'm saying that you can get the blood feud of blood feuds as your main event and a huge title match out of it. you're lessening that match. That that's right fine. there were two matches. Right. I know. And I'm saying that's my way. If, if you do it my way, you get two big matches okay, out of there it. There were three matches that were all wonderful and that right, I was when, excited when, for on this I, I'm card. Saying, I'm saying that let's let's say it's black. Let's say it's Black Almas. Uh-huh. Black Almas, not for the title, is a great match. There's no question about that. It's a great match. But it's not Black Almas for the title and Gargano Ciampa blood feud. You have those two basically co main events there. And that's then, my argument there. And then having the having that tip over into the rest of the pro- and actually build a program off of that. While you have momentum from a night of so many great matches, right? I'm just saying, it, it, for 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 looking at looking at New Orleans, just looking at that as a as a one point thing, having the co co main events instead of the one main event does make some sense. I, I'm still. So, do you think that if you had, for example, Alistair Black facing whoever that night, that wouldn't already be a co main event? No, no. I mean, it would be a clear number two match be, be, behind. The title match. Okay, Alistair Black and Adam Cole was wonderful it, on, no on one's Saturday under, night. No one's I, saying no, it wasn't wonderful. Dream Ono was wonderful. Yeah, correct. It yeah. was wonderful. It and was a it was, great match. It wasn't promoted. Well, they didn't announce it until the week before. Well, I'm just saying. That's my point, though, is you can you Adam can Cole and Alistair Black talking, was plenty talking, promoted. We're talking about the poster here. You know, we're talking about the poster Yes, and they should have Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa on the top and of they, it. And they will. No. That's going to be the main event. With or without the title, no. that's the main event. No, it won't. But it deserves a title. Yeah. Does it? Yes, one hundred percent. It I'd deserves like, the title. I'd like it. I'd like it to have the title. I mean, for one, we still don't know about Champa. We still don't know about. I Ciampa. don't think they're doing this if they have any doubt in their mind that Tommaso Champa is going to be able to wrestle re- WrestleMania weekend. There's no chance they had Tommaso Champa come out at the end of this match and do that if they didn't know that he was going to be ready to wrestle WrestleMania weekend. Zero. No chance they did it. Okay, way. but here's 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 my point on that though. We don't know can he wrestle before then. That's my point. Why does it matter? Because if he's going to have a title match, while well, granted it's, going, it's the blood feud and everything, yeah. you got to have him win a match. No, you don't. A title End match. of story. No, Johnny Gargano wants to face Tommaso. In fact, that's how he got Andrade Cian Almas. He didn't beat shit in order to get into a championship Gargano? match. Yes, that was the one. Gargano beat he won, he won the started, number one contender match. He started giving, He won a four-way number no, one contender Andrade match. No, Andrade Cian Almas. Oh, Almas. Almas won a few matches. Almas won several no, matches he walked before. In, he had once-her-face go after Drew McIntyre to get him But he also won a couple matches before. But that has nothing to do win. with trying to establish I know, himself but he as number won a one match. contender. He won a match. But it had he won nothing matches. to do with becoming number one contender. I understand that. He became that. number one contender one way. He, one, right. way one way by having the chick go after Drew McIntyre. I understand that, but he also won matches beforehand. It wasn't just... But the two had nothing to do with each other. I'm not saying they had to directly do... I'm just saying Trump has to win a match before Mania. Why? Or because what? Like, or what? 
I think that I think it it doesn't sully the title, but I think it looks bad. No, you're insane. It's the Lasso Champa feud that that's matters. Fine. You're insane. I'd ra- I'd you're just the- saying things to say them. No, I'm not. I'd rather me. I'd rather see two big matches on top instead of the one big match. That's just me. You can that's have like- plenty of big matches on top. And still have the one be the best possible thing that you can give anybody. Putting the title on it just makes it nuclear. My it does God. make it nuclear. It does make it nuclear. I don't disagree with that. But I'd rather this have two nuclear... This notion that somehow ma- belittles any other match I that did, would be on I the card. Did I say belittle it? Does it? Which is better? Black Almas for the title or ba- Black Almas for not the title? Just plain and simple. Yes, which Black is Almas match? not for the title. Which wait, is better? Wait, and Wait, wait, wait. wait which wait, is wait, better? Wait. Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano are title for the... We can do the same thing. I know. You didn't make a point. I, neither are you. You're saying they're one big match. I'm That's saying the I'd biggest rather, one. I understand that. And so I'm saying I'd rather have on two it. huge matches than one huge match. That's what I'm saying. You can still have two huge matches. It, you, I don't you know keep what... saying that you can't have another huge match, and that's you're drunk. You can always have another huge match um, every goddamn time. By the way, they should still do Velveteen Dream Alistair Black again, and that I would love just that. Be a huge that would match. that would be awesome. That would be awesome. A million things. The There's a million things you can do between now and then that would all be huge. Period. This one should be for the championship. Fair. This one is the biggest thing you can do. It is everything. I, I'm also it's lo- money. My other thing, I'm loving the Almas title reign, so I don't want it to end. I mean, yeah. it's fine. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I love the character. I love everything. It's about not a it. bad thing when an next. I don't really NXT know why. Like, I don't really know what he's done that, that I, I just love so much. I, I don't. It, it's clicking for me. I, I, you're right. I can't quite put it into words either. I, I just think that it's he's a he he carries himself like a champion. He feels like a champion. It just every champion feels like a championship match should. It just there's something about it that's just clicking for me perfectly, and I want to see where they can go with it. He is the worst. I mean, I have no idea. He really is no, the worst. I thought it was all just, sick. Just decided <laughs> he this actually is, what is, it is the worst. And it doesn't make any sense. But anyways, okay, uh, wonderful match. Yeah, it was tremendous. It was amazing. It just should have had a different win. <laughs> That's all. It's it was. That, and in fact, the way that you told that story, that story needed to end with the underdog. That needed to end with that. That story doesn't really do anything for Johnny Gargano moving forward. In fact, the only thing it might do is is the it's the Sami Zayn route, which is you're always not kind of good enough. No matter what you do, no matter how so much Sammy, you overcome, of course, did get that moment in NXT. In NXT, in NXT yeah. yes, I'm talking yeah. about Sami Zayn main, now. Main roster, yes. No matter what, you're always kind of not good enough. Yeah. And that's the danger of going that route. If you're going to do this big, oh my God, look at everything he overcame thing, then at the end, you should probably actually overcome it. I guess assuming this is the end. Well, the end of the... Okay, well, I mean, again, if you think that they're going back and doing that again at WrestleMania, then it makes no sense that Tommaso Ciampa... Well, no, 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 no. I'm not... Uh, I'm talking about down the line, even. You you go back to it, you have Gargano go over Ciampa and then, you know, get the Because you're just calling Ciampa up and not calling Gargano up? It's... it's we, I'm trying to... I agree yeah, with you. Yeah, you're doing a lot natural, of justifying. I, I'm, I'm looking at the natural, few, you know, the natural progression here, and... I mean, unless you're just going... John, I mean, it, you've already done all this with Johnny Gargano. You've already done the. I mean, look. I mean, the most likely thing is, is they're doing Gargano Champa for the next nine months across multiple feuds. That's totally fine, but the first one should have been for the NXT Championship at WrestleMania. Like, there's nothing wrong with doing Gar- Gargano Champa for a long time. The first one should be for the belt. That's the way it should be. And again, the, based on the match that you told, the story that you told in that oh, match, yeah. it makes way more sense at the end of that story. For the underdog to come out on top. I agree. Or else you didn't need to tell that story within the match. I get it. It made for a better match. We're all raving about the match. But as far as a storytelling perspective is concerned, the notion of overcoming all of the 
oh my god, oh. look at everything and, and they overcame. They were, everything they overcame, and again, it was one of those things, whoever produced it, because it's like, they were raising some questions during it. You know, people, it was like, okay, what we saw Candace backstage. Why the hell is she letting Zelina yeah, sure. get involved so much? Then she came out. Right. You got every little thing there, you know, but if doting you back. if you overcome the odds, you should overcome them! <laughs> right. You should not overcome the odds and then, well, womp womp. That doesn't make any sense in the storytelling perspective. Um, so, yes, I will stand by forever. The wrong person won that match. They did that poorly. That was, again, I, the match was wonderful. The match was amazing. But the actual story should have ended with the underdog winning and with Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa for the NXT Championship at WrestleMania. That's Which would be huge. Yeah, I, I've heard that somewhere. <laughs> Especially um, if you put a title on the line. It's crazy how that works. Everything else was very good. Everything else, uh, th- just the whole night was very good. It was a very, very good I thought it was interesting. Yeah, I mean, it was great. I, was, I thought the, uh, the women's match was interesting. Just the way they did it exactly. The way they did it or the way they finished? Or well, yeah, just, just, just kind of, you know. It makes perfect sense. The and I the, said the like MMA fighter arm bars. The, the MMA fighter arm bars, and then you you know you right, some, and it, it's the rookie mistake basically. Yes. She's this unstoppable force. Um, I thought it was just interesting. I I wasn't sure if they were going to have her take the pin there or not, but the way they did it was you know the rookie mistake. Yep. It was perfect. Yep, it was perfect, and it also allows you to get Ember Moon out uh, by WrestleMania uh, mm-hmm. as you have Shayna Baszler win the title, which makes all the sense in the world. That's the perfect timing to do it. Have that big moment belong to Ember at um, at the night the night before mm-hmm. WrestleMania. She gets the big send off, the big goodbye, the big. In fact, that should at this point, if you're not gonna fucking have Tommaso Ciampa for Johnny Gar and Johnny Gargano fight for the championship in the main event, that should be the main event because Probably. that should especially end with... depending on what Ronda's doing the next night to have her and Shayna sort of parallel. Oh, that would be interesting. That would be really interesting. But th- uh, bigger to give Ember Moon the final. Yes, yeah, at the end of the day, the, have the lights yeah, go down. Yeah, Thank you, her, Ember. Yeah, that and uh, Velveteen Dream, I don't. They're going to push the rockets on him. They shoot. The question just is: Is he is yeah. he too popular? You know, it's the same thing that we were asking. Is he just too popular right now it's to crazy. go quite the route? Well, I said before that after the, after the last one, I thought he they had to turn him face. Yeah. I mean, I thought that they should have actually done a double turn with he and Alistair Black. Right. I do think it was a mistake to have Alistair Black beat Adam Cole too. But well, it depends if if they're going to Black almost then. I, I guess I get it, but again, that it it's dumb. It's dumb, and Adam Cole's the star. Like, how can you not look at what's going on right now and not see that Adam Cole's? I don't know that Alistair. Damn. Black's. I mean, they're both stars. I, I Adam Cole is Adam Cole. There's Al- a reason he was in the Rumble. Alistair Black is liked. He's well liked. Adam Cole oozes. I mean, he is Adam oozing Cole. He's star Adam Cole, baby. Right like now. you That's know, the, he is oozing. Um, and so, and I, I wonder if that maybe why they're keeping because they might just say they're they're just waiting for the, the guy moment where everything around. Well, not just that. He's the guy they're they're calling up instantly here. Oh. See, I think that they would be smarter to have Adam Cole be the guy that you keep around for a year. I agree, but be... I, I could see Vince just look at him and be like, we need this but guy. But he doesn't on the have the roster. look as far as a wrestler is concerned. I would kind of disagree with that. I don't think Vince they, would they, be the they, one. There was a reason he was in the Rumble. I hear you, but I don't think Vince is the one to say we have to have Adam Cole. I don't think Vince looks at Adam Cole and sees that. I think if I had to bet anything, Vince probably asked people backstage, why do they like Adam Cole so much? Maybe. I mean, like, that's the most likely scenario is what do they see in I mean, him? but then the question is why are they keeping him away from oh, I the, mean, the very top? I think it's a mistake. I think it's a mistake. Now, Velveteen Dream, uh, Adam Cole with Dream as the face would be Ooh. kind of wonderful. I mean, <laughs> I don't even know that you have to turn either one of them face. I think you could just, just say let them... we're going to go do it. Well, yeah. I, I guess who do you position, though? I, I mean, I hear you. Yeah. I don't no, know. That's you... where you want the split crowd. That's where right. Yeah. Like, everybody likes everybody here is yeah. the truth. Like we, we just fight forever. You know what I mean? Fight forever. Yeah. Fight forever. 
All right. Uh, what else did you want to get into? Because we got to wrap up. Uh, yeah, we do got to wrap up. up. I got to pick um, up the kids. Yeah. Um, there, you know, there was obviously they showed the people in the crowd. Great, wonderful. EC3 is EC3. He's right. not Derek Bateman. I didn't think there was that much of a, a question about well, that. I, we knew he wasn't going to be Ethan Carter. Right. Right. But he can be EC3, EC3 without being Ethan Carter. And War Machine, Ricochet, awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we hit most of the other. I was going to bring up Jeremy Borsch. And then, of course, uh, Kotobushi, Kenny Omega reuniting in Japan was... Or, you know, one of the bigger. Well, so, so on Saturday night, they kicked Kenny Omega out of the Bullet Club. Well, they didn't necessarily kick him out because normally it's the entire Bullet Club kicks someone out. It right. wasn't that way this time. The Bucks are still. We don't know where they're going. It might just be. It might be a Bullet Club, Bullet Club, Wolfpack type situation here. Mm. But um, we don't know exactly what the situation is. But yes, Cody Rhodes hit the crossroads on Kenny Omega. This was after Omega and Rhodes, uh, Omega and Page, especially got into it after he had lost the U.S. title to uh, Jay White. Uh, Young Bucks tried to get involved. He shoved. Uh, I think it was Matt. So they kind of walked away. Then you had Page and Rhodes beat him up, and you had uh, Kota Ibushi make the save. Golden Lovers reunite. They had confetti drop down. This is really important. It's an interesting moment just because. That's almost entirely based on another promotion, DDT, uh, that tag team. It's something people have been waiting for for a long time. They're both at Ring of Honor in New Orleans. Hmm. Uh, they are going to be pushing this to the moon. And Interesting. It's Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi. Right. Amazing. Yep. Just yep. completely, yep. utterly amazing. No doubt about that. In- all right, good deal. Uh, anything that we didn't cover this week? What, the next couple of weeks will be a well, little well, bit down. I'll, I'll yeah, rant right. about Mania in New York next week. What? Hmm? That's unofficially official oh. at this point. Where are they going to do it? MetLife. Dumb, but whatever. Yes, I'm going to rant dumb. about that next week. It's dumb. It's dumb. It was dumb to do it the first time. It's dumb yep. to do it this time. Whatever. We'll deal with that then. All right. Uh, Simon Habermarian. Yes, sir. What can we plug for you? Uh, the Pizza Place first. Uh, the Pizza Place, Brookside's Pizza up in Owings Mills, Maryland, if you're ever in the area for a slice. Uh, if you really want to plug something for me, a new venture that I'm part of, Rule 7 Meal Prep Company, as you probably – and I'm actually kind of offended that you haven't noticed – the massive amount of weight that I've hey, dropped. You look good. The la- I've you dropped look good. like 30, look 40 good. pounds since the last you time I've been good. in the studio. I, with you. you look good. Um, new meal prep company starting out of the restaurant that I manage. Uh, you know, basically all real food type items without any crazy yeah, help. Yeah, I probably wouldn't like it. Yeah, but. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. I, I prefer I, everything to be like processed and then double processed. I will change your mind. Uh, I have, right. I have well, a healthy chicken it. box on the menu. All right, let's talk. All right, let's we'll talk. talk. Let's talk. Um, of course, cool. everything going on press box, Towson local sports coverage. Yep. Uh, and where people, can people follow you on Twitter? Uh, Twitter at Simon underscore HWT. Very cool. Thanks for coming in, bud. Just quick note, though. No. How many pizzas has Steve Miggs ever brought you? Well, no, but I, he brought. How we, many pizzas has Steve Miggs ever forged with his two hands? How many illegal drugs have you brought me? How many? Pizzas? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just asking because pizza's legal. True. And I know where he is. Some of the drugs are legal, but where I am, they're not. So how many illegal drugs have you – I'm not saying that I've ever done any of them. I'm just saying how many have <laughs> this you This is going me? down an interesting road yeah. here. I'm just saying Steve Miggs. Yeah. Oh, what, are you laying down the gauntlet with Steve Miggs? Steve Miggs. Boy, everyone's challenging Holy hell. Miggs. Seems to be very comfortable in this fourth mic. Oh, are, are damn. You, are, are you going to be in New Orleans? Do we need to have a gauntlet match here? Oh, my here? God. I'm all for it. We, we just have, we have you, understand that, you understand that you do have to take down Alex, Alex Riley, Riley too. There, there's to, a line. This is a gauntlet yeah, match right? here. You do understand that Alex Riley is also in this. And why is that a factor for what? someone that is capable with these two hands? <laughs> these four <laughs> hands. The greatest pizza you've ever tasted. Any man with <laughs> two, two hands can interview <laughs> James Ellsworth on a podcast. 
And the amount of chin that I have over all of these fools uh, is terrible. nothing to yeah, daunt you about. You have, in fact, multiple chins over them. <laughs> so, with that being said, yeah. if Steve Miggs, with his two hands, these two hands, can forge anything as pleasure-bringing for you well, as that pizza well, was. Well, <laughs> I did try to sleep with him last year. And <laughs> yeah, I was gonna, then have him come so see we, me. Are we, we are sharing a bed again in New Orleans, correct? Miggs and we, I? we can make that happen. I mean, I just wanted to make sure. We have enough... We have, a, we have a, a certain amount of beds. We have a certain amount of beds. So I assume that Migs and I have to... Yeah, sure. Well, we, you'll have one of the twin beds or whatever right, you guys can make share. Sure, yeah. want to make sure we But until that. then, Steve Migs, watch your back. Wow. Damn. Wow. Damn. Wow. Are you wow. coming to New Orleans? You might want to change your plans. You might I might now. Make it. You might, might want to make it. There might be a spot available. Uh, I mean, in the in this gauntlet that we're yes. throwing. I'm not saying yes. like that somebody's no. not going. Guys, um... Yeah, just just kind of. I think we need to start taking signups for this gauntlet. Yeah, match. right. Everybody wants in on this. Jesus, Alex, you do have to be Alex Riley too, and that is going to be problematic. Well, or un- unless Alex Riley draws number one, he's at la- he's last, and Alex ah, Riley doesn't already reach him. eliminated. Yeah, I right. just bribed the establishment backstage with pizza and yeah, favors. Not a bad like, idea. It was good pizza. Pizza and favors. That. We'll hey. leave it at that. <laughs> right. We'll just leave it at that. My two favorite things to be bribed by. <laughs> Uh, let's plug uh, AJ again, doing uh, really amazing stuff. Uh, you know, another typical typical athlete just doesn't doesn't get it, uh, does not understand the real man. That's why he's out spending time in Kuwait on a USO tour. Uh, appreciate him doing that at AJ Francis four one zero on all social media. Check out Frank. Um, his album's very good. I hate admitting that as well, but it's very good. Uh, if you haven't picked it up yet, OTA, pick it up right now. And um, just support him because uh, he's a, he's busting his ass and doing some really incredible stuff. Uh, Aaron, you're on Twitter. At the AOster. We're on Twitter. At Jobbing Out Show. Email? Jobbing Out Show at gmail.com. Uh, Baltimore Sun Rolling Stone except for Elias. Yeah, go check out the Elias <laughs> do piece. Do not do that. I'm super pissed. <laughs> go check out the Elias piece. Uh, that's the big one right now. I'm also probably going to okay. be uh, doing some stuff with Ellsworth so check coming out, up here. Check out nothing. Check out nothing at the Baltimore Sun or Rolling Stone because I do not support the fact that he put that on. Go F yourself. Go F yourself. Um, I actually this week, on I do another show on the Maryland News Network locally. It's a local high school sports show that we uh, have on uh, different affiliates throughout the state. And oddly enough, there was crossover this week, as uh, you might have heard of C.J. Thompson. He was the kid. He's well, why a, wasn't he on this show? Come on. I tried to get him on this show first. I don't know if you know that. Was actually supposed to come in studio one night, and then uh, the schedule got changed. Um, but no, C.J. Thompson, who was a basketball player at Longreach High School locally, he went viral in December when he took a, uh, a classmate of his with special needs uh, a NXT championship belt, and the young man just lost his mind. Was so happy to get it. The WWE found out about it. They invited both of them to the Royal Rumble and had them backstage this past weekend. And so C.J. was on with us on High School Sports Line, and I think I'm going to try to post that on our page. Just that interview alone. Uh, he is a remarkable young man, and and like he himself, not the biggest wrestling fan in the world, but it was his his buddy uh, that was the big wrestling fan uh, has changed his mind. He was freaking out. They got to hang out with Randy Orton, and he's like, "I'm all in. I am all in." Once again, as a WWE fan, so it's really cool. I'll post that as well. All right, uh, I think we're good. I think you're good. Thanks again to Simon. Thanks again to James Ellsworth. Uh, go support ACW for uh, uh, for buy Aaron. us stuff when we're there. What's that? Buy a stuff at ACW. Yeah, seriously. Buy a t-shirt or something. For Aaron and for the main event. Vent. I thought you were going to do it, Simon. I thought that maybe you would pitch it for that. Why? Why would I, of all the people in the room... Because you're both athletes. Okay. 
Yeah. I'll take that. Yeah, obviously that was what I was doing and not... Uh, wait, wait. Do, you, do you want to try You to thought it? it was a skin color thing. What are you, a racist? All right, just prove me wrong then. Try it again. The main event. Vent. 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 AJ Francis, the Washington Redskins. I'm Glenn. This is Ben jobbing out. You want to do this one too? Job it out!